three of four days of NFL Combine. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Pack show today. Hopefully it's pack show. Hopefully it's not boring like it was yesterday where I saw fat guys and punters run 40s and I had to see offensive linemen who play one of the most physical positions in all of football not hit anything during the combine drills. It was very, very boring. Terrible podcast. I had it in the podcast prematurely. It was two hours of meh. Ladies and gentlemen, today, hopefully it will be interesting. Defensive linemen, some more fat guys, but hopefully it's not just defensive tackles, but hopefully it's defensive ends. A lot more stuff to cover, obviously, with the NFL Combine. Some guys that I'm kind of interested in. I got my pen and pad ready to write down names of guys that impressed me today when they work out at the Combine. Both linebackers and defensive linemen. Uh, I'll, I'll probably get into some XFL stuff because I did see a little bit of Seattle versus uh, St. Louis. It was a pretty interesting game. Another almost box. I mean, they, they missed 6,000 people in the uh, in the stands, but they pretty much sold out the entire show again against a pretty pathetic team in Seattle. They just had to trade away Silvers, or I, I don't know where the hell Silvers is, but he isn't playing in Seattle anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about that and much, 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 much more right here on 24th Podcast. Awesome stuff. Hopefully, we're going to be locked and loaded for the next, I don't know, like three, four, maybe even five hours. I am very, very excited. But, man, I was not excited for the combine yesterday. It was it was fucking horrific. It was... If you had the unfortunate opportunity of watching a bunch of guys run 40... I, you know what? I'm going to make a new rule. I'm going to make a new rule when it comes to the NFL combine. Uh, I, will, I refuse to watch offensive linemen. Refuse that. Not going to do it. Not going to do that. Enjoyed the running backs. Enjoyed the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Cannot stand offensive linemen not doing actual drills that affect the position. Well, they did They did some stuff, but not, not a lot of stuff. So, back to the combine. Already, we're going to get some great guys running 40s. McTelvin, AGM, AGM, he's going to be the first guy. But this guy, Ross Blacklock, I think he's a defensive end. He's coming up right now. After he runs, after this other guy runs the 40, and he, and AGM McLevin, McTelvin, just ran a 499-40. Ross Blacklock is about to come in and run. The interesting thing about Blacklock, I think he's from TCU. Yep, he is. Six foot three, 290 pounds. He's a big boy. Uh, I think he plays a little bit of both. He's a little bit of a hybrid type of guy. He plays defensive end and defensive, uh, defensive tackle or nose tackle, whatever you want to call it or nose guard, as I've commonly heard it. He can play both, 290. Let's see how fast he can run. Not expecting that fast, but more along the line, some of these guys that when you're looking at defensive linemen, they're not as big as offensive linemen. You're kind of looking at speed rushers, 
when you're looking at these types of defensive linemen that can play both edge and tackle so you would expect them to have some speed because they're speed rushers they're supposed to get to, they're supposed to go around people so they have to be kind of fast even not incredibly fast so you know 497 for the big almost 300 pound man rose black lock let me write down his name cuz he's going to be a guy that I will talk about in the next couple of weeks as a potential uh two day or third day Second day or third day draft target for some of these guys. So two nines, four, uh, four nine seven. One of the best defensive tackles is coming up. Derek Brown out of Auburn, three hundred. Excuse me, three hundred twenty six pounds. Derek, uh, did I say Derek Blacklock? I meant Derek Brown. I don't know why I said Derek Blacklock. Ran a five five one. He's interior. He's a big boy. So again, him running a five five one is perfectly fine black i i'm thinking about ross blacklock 551 for Derek brown one of the best guys he could it's it's hard to rush interior defensive uh it, it's hard to rush with interior guys with interior defensive linemen hold on let me pause it because everybody's taking out their fucking stopwatches like now this is kind of going fast guys are going fast let me write down some of this information here. Like Charlie Caserly, he's about to take out his stopwatch. Everybody's everybody's pointing their stopwatches like their stopwatches mean more than the, than the official time. Here we go. Josiah Coatney out of Ole Miss, another guy. Here we go. Drafted 16 Pro Bowlers as NFL GM. That's Coatney. Here we go. Yeah, he's a slow guy, but he's booking it. Five, two, two. Okay, so we got to talk about some of these guys. By the way, I also got some uh, some more notes that I kind of went over. I went over my notes. I checked my list. I'm like Santa Claus, you know. I'm, I'm checking checking to see what I got on my list. Some guys that I uh, wanted to see. Okay, I, that guy's coming up. Espinoza. Espinessa, whatever his name is. A couple of other guys. Anyways. So, some of these guys... So, I've, I've constantly, you know, looked at other people's perspective on uh, defensive line versus... Uh, not, versus, not versus, excuse me. Interior defensive line versus exterior defensive line. So, if you're wondering, it's like, well, 24, what's the difference? What's more important? Blah, 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 blah. It's exterior. It's exterior for rushing the passer, interior for stopping the run because you know they they're they're between the gaps essentially the exterior they try and get around the tackles the interior they just try and bully uh the tackle not the tackles the guard and the center essentially so some guys get double teamed the nose guard the nose tackle whatever you want to call them they get they get double teamed more often unless the exterior guy can make something happen which is what you usually saw with the Dallas Cowboys where DeMarcus Lawrence would sometimes get double teamed or sometimes the tight end would chip and they would and and then they would go out in the route or they would just max out in pass protection and they would just stop him from rushing because he could never get through double teams point is defensive line there's a lot of there's a lot of there there's specific jobs for specific people and um if you're if you're a defensive lineman, an interior guy, you're probably going to be doing a lot of the dirty stuff. If you're an exterior guy, excuse me, you're probably going to get more of the glamour because you're going to be get, uh, generating more sacks. So, 
it's important to have a, a defensive tackle, but not as important to have a defensive end. But there's some pretty good defensive tackles as well. And this guy, Marlon Davidson, let me write down his name. Let me see how good this guy's combine is going. Marlon Davidson. He's another guy. Let me check his way. I think he's a defensive defensive tackle. They say defensive line, but they don't like specify. They don't say D end or D tackle or whatever. They just say he's a defensive lineman. I think he's a tackle. Marlon Davidson. By the way, if you're wondering, one of the best defensive linemen, uh, one of the best defensive tackles, uh, Javon Kinlaw, he is not going to be doing anything today. Apparently, he is injured, and he's recovering from that injury, and he hopes to run during the pro day. By the way, if you're wondering, 24, are you going to cover the pro day of some of these guys? No, I will not. No, I will not. It's way too many pro days. It's like, and I don't even know the schedule of pro days. And some of these guys, like, I'm like, yeah, you'll probably be a first rounder. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to see you run. I'm like, I think you'll probably be a first rounder anyways. Five zero four for Marlon Davidson. And they go to commercial break a couple minutes into the combine. Like, let's go to commercial break already. All right. All right, all right. Not not bad at it. Not exactly happy about it. How long is the draft? Is the draft like I think I saw a lot of the rounds last year, but I'm like, is it an all day type of event or is it just like every once in a while? I don't know. Like I watched day one and I think day two, but not maybe I don't think I watched day three or day four. If there is a day three, day four, but I watched the full second and third round and the first round last year. Carlos Davis is up next. Anyways, I was thinking about this a lot today because I've seen a lot of people kind of comment about, well, you know, if if this guy is here, if this defensive lineman, this interior guy is here, you can go ahead and you can get that guy, you can draft that guy, you can do whatever you need to do, blah, blah, blah. Now, in my opinion, I've seen, um, like, I've seen the effect of having a great defensive lineman, a great interior and an exterior guy but um i don't i don't see i don't see one of these like once in a generational type of players that people constantly talk about like uh drafting but then on top of that i know i'm kind of scatterbrained right now but then on top of that leaky photo 516 how much does he weigh Hold on. Lecky. They didn't show his weight, but he's he's again a defensive interior guy. Ran a five one six. It's probably like three hundred pounds, but he's a good three hundred pounder. He's he looks pretty athletic for a good like he's three hundred pounds, but you can see like he's he's like he's a little bit toned. Anyways. Sorry I'm a little bit scattered and a little bit unorganized. Five one two. He that's what that's what he ran. Okay, so I was kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. So to kind of talk about the draft here, the draft is not supposed to mean it's not supposed to be about hey you know let's let's go out and let's get let's build our team through the draft completely. Neville Gallimore, one of the best interior guys in the draft. He just ran a four eight five. Best by the way in the in the combine so far. Did he run like a five 
eight something. Hold on, let me go back. Gallimore. Four, five, eight. Anyways, um, a lot of people, they either think, well, you know, let's build the entire team through the draft. Let's address every single issue through the draft and things of that nature. And in reality, what you want to do in the draft and in the combine is, you know, you want to do your due diligence and you want to, like, get a guy that you think can can help out the football team through the draft with the first-round draft pick. But at the same token, it's like you look at the free agency, and, and I love the off-season schedule of the NFL a lot because you can do a whole lot with, with the off-season uh, or in your off-season, excuse me. Like, the NFL free agency comes in in the next couple of weeks in March, I think, 15th or 18th, something around, like, somewhere around there. The NFL, uh, not the Combine, the NFL draft comes in a month later. So you could have a lot of weeks to fill out the holes that are in your team. So when you get to the draft, you can then be be like, okay, this guy that we liked in February, late February, because it's the 29th, it's, it's the leap year, it's the leap day on the leap year, you can address a lot of the issues in free agency and then go into the draft and be like, well, we want to draft the best player available because our team is filled out. We're pretty much ready to play football and we're going to kind of just, we're not going to reach. When you see teams reach in the draft, it's not because they're a good team or a great football team. It's because specifically uh, they need holes to fill out, right? So a guy that they would have filled out, that, not filled out, excuse me, but a guy that they probably would have drafted in the second, maybe even the third round, you're now seeing them draft in the first round because they're like, well, we don't have a cornerback or we don't have a defensive lineman or we don't have this or we don't have that because we didn't address it in free agency. We now have to address it in the draft. The draft is kind of like the last part, not the last part, but like, I'm trying to think of the word. It's It's kind of like, Trying to, I'm trying to think of the phrase. You don't want to address all of your problems in the draft is pretty much what I'm trying to say, I guess. It's like the last warning. It's like the break the glass type of thing before you pull out the fire extinguisher. I don't know, a good metaphor to use here. But it's there you go. It's your last resort. How did it take me that long to, use, to, to figure that out? It's your last resort. In the NBA, it's flipped. The draft comes first and then free agency, and you kind of just have to address... You kind of have to do free, not free agency, the offseason backwards where you address a lot of the holes in the draft and then you go into the, and then you go into free agency and you try and fill out the rest of your team. But it, it just is what professional sport you're playing. That kind of depends on what exactly you're going to do within the draft and all that good stuff. But, you know, for the most part, in my opinion, I think that this draft class filled with defensive linemen, there's really a lot of interior defensive guys that they may not be the dominant pass, uh, pass, uh, pass rushers, excuse me, that you would want in a defensive lineman, in a defensive tackle specifically, but they're all pretty good at stopping the run. And that's essentially what you want. That's essentially what you need. I was thinking about it a lot today and I was kind of going back and forth. I was like, should should specifically the Dallas Cowboys, for example, should they go ahead and should they get a defensive lineman in the draft or should they, you know, should they go ahead and get Xavier McKinney? I've been thinking about it. By the way, Justin uh, Matabuki, he is up next from A&M, one of the best interior, again, guys, in the draft. 4-8-3 from Matabuki. Great job, I am. 
pretty athletic guy. Anyways, I was thinking, I was like, should Dallas draft a safety or should they try and address it in free agency? It's like, well, you know, Eric Berry, he's still out there. Some other guys are still kind of waiting around. The Patriots, for example, they could be a team that could go out and get a free safety in the draft, either Grant Delpit or Xavier McKinney. Both of those guys, Delpit and McKinney, depending on who you ask, depending on where you ask, like some teams could be interested in them. For some weird reason, everybody has the Patriots drafting either McKinney or Delpit at their respective, uh, not at their respective, but at their position. Like, I don't know if they need a safety or not. Like, 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 don't the Patriots, don't they need more, like, more offensive linemen than, than safeties? I know all of their offensive linemen were hurt last year, but it's like, man, like, they, 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 do they honestly need, like, McCourty's great. He's really, really good. Maybe not great, but good. I don't know. I don't know. It looks like all of the defensive linemen, they're done. And if you're wondering, like, 24, what do you see out there? What are the big guys? What, you know, are they more DNs or are they more interior guys? They're all interior guys, pretty much. There's some guys, I think that's Raycon Williams, yep. Some guys, they're big guys and they're, they're tackles, but most of, most of them are, excuse me, not big guys, but, um, uh, exterior guys, excuse me. Oh my God, this guy. (laughs) This guy ran a 4.93, and he had one of the weirdest. He moved his arms. So weird, Ben. I can't, I can't describe to you. It's like he barely moved his arms. I'm like, you know, get your arms more involved, man. Sorry, but anyways, most of these guys, they're big boys. Most of them, they are the, the tackles, Blacklock. I think he's an end. He ran a 4.91. Job by him. I keep getting weird times. Derek Brown, he's up next. Five one seven. Five. Oh my God, I wrote it down. Five one one. Five one seven. Josiah Courtney. Courtney. Five two five. Anyways. <laughs> Most of these guys, they look like they're fatties. They're, they look like they're the guys, like they have a gut. They look like the guys that are, gonna be, that are going to be playing on the inside is pretty much what I'm trying to say. Only Davidson is up next. Got a false start. But in this draft, I think there's a lot of these guys that are going to go and they're going to, uh, excuse me, they're going to go and they're going to be tackles. They're not going to be ends and Weirdly enough, I think some of these, uh, I think at the same token, some of these guys can flex. I think some of these guys, they can play both positions, even though that they may not want to. I think they're athletic enough to play both. I like this draft when it comes to tackles instead of ends. trying to think of like in the last couple of years where there was a draft where there was a lot of defensive ends in it, and I can't really remember. Like a draft with like like a couple of years ago in 2017, that was kind of the cornerback draft. 2018 was a, a quarterback draft where everybody was like, "Oh my god, you got to get a quarterback." And then 2019, uh, or was it 2018 where there was a lot of running backs? And then 2019, I forgot what specifically was had a lot of pieces to it. Not a lot of pieces, but a lot of players to it. I think it was like defensive, more specifically, that there was just a lot of defensive guys in there. Not a lot of uh, Marlon Davidson just ran a five 
zero six. But um, most of the guys that were drafted last year, I think, were um, were defensive guys, or two years ago. I can't I can't remember, but I can't remember last year's focus on the draft. Point is, this draft you have a lot of great prospects for defensive line, specifically interior defensive line. And I think some of these teams they're going to fill out their rosters. They're going to fill out their rosters with defensive guys. And all, and also, by the way, uh, offensive guys with weapons. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the league is going to turn out in the next couple of years, more specifically next year, with a lot of the wide receivers that I watched on Thursday probably being taken maybe a little bit later on, like second, third, fourth round, somewhere around there. You'll start to see guys being gobbled up, maybe in the fifth round as well. And then you're also going to see some of these other guys, these defensive linemen, kind of being taken a little bit early. Because teams are like, that's a position. Some teams have kind of neglected that position. So now you get into the draft and you're like, well, we have a couple of guys that we like. And on top of that, we got some linebackers as well. I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, who, who who goes where and things of that nature. Jordan Elliott. 5-0-3 first one, 5-0-3 on the second one. Mm. I do have to wonder which teams are going to value the defensive tackle. Because weirdly enough, I said earlier, you can address some of these issues in free agency. There's a lot of really, really nice players that you can go out and get in free agency. Wait, did I see... What's his name? Looks like Leaky Fotu either got hurt because he's just not running anymore because he's, yeah, like, he's he's out. And they're not talking about him anymore. But it's interesting. It's like there's a lot of defensive tackle free agents. There's a lot of interior defensive linemen that are free agents this offseason. So it's like, do you want to go out and get another? Do you want, Not even another, but do you want to go out and get a guy in free agency? Or do you want to address it in the draft based upon your draft position and where you have him valued? Mm, I don't know. Depends on what you want to do as a team. Who do you think? Who do you think, excuse me, is going to impact your roster the most? Is it going to be a guy that you can get in free agency? Or is it going to be one of these guys that you can get in the draft? Because, I mean, you're not playing up against college kids. You're going to be playing up against guys like Tyron Smith and maybe not Tyron, but Travis Frederick, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, Quentin Nelson, some pretty good offensive linemen pretty great offensive lineman if I'm I'm like I just named some of the best in the league I'm like pretty great offensive lineman so it's like I'm gonna be going up against those guys it's like who exactly do you want to you know who where, where do you think oh my god that guy's big what was his name like Devin something I don't know <clears throat> but where exactly do you think not where but what exactly do you need more and who, how exactly do you think it can be addressed I guess is the most important question. So most of these guys, they're running slower 40s, I would say, than some of the, well, maybe not slower, but they're they're in the five-second range. So I think it's around the same time as the offensive linemen. But for the most part, they're all running pretty acceptable 
40s, I would say. I'm trying to, like, so they have, um, what are, what are they, what are they called? They have, like, a bunch of evaluators in the stands right now just watching, and they're all, like, on their freaking, they have stopwatches, they're on iPads, they're sitting, like, right next to one another. There's one girl evaluator, see, she's sitting, like, in between two rows of guys, and she's just by herself, I feel bad for her. She's an evaluator for the Eagles. Who are they? Like, they're all from, like, different teams. Like, she's from the Eagles. I saw a guy wearing the Oakland Raiders. Like, hold on. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, I made a mistake. I thought that these were mixed because they've done this before. That these were interior guys and exterior guys. And to be honest with you, some of these guys, and this is why I said this, I was like, some of these guys, they look big and strong enough and lean enough to be able to play interior and exterior. My mistake. I thought this was interior and exterior. This is just interior. Okay. That explains it. I was like, okay. All right. I thought they were just all defensive linemen. I was like, okay, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine with that. I was like, hmm, some of these guys are kind of running pretty fast. You know, for big guys. Most of them were 300 pounds. All right. I like that even more now. So, Justin Matabuki, he's up next. He ran a 4.83, one of the fastest in the combine. He's trying to get, like, I actually like this a lot more now. Hopefully they do, I think they'll do um, both of the group exercises and drills separately. I think so, I don't know. I was like, man, this kind of went fast. Like, like all of, <laughs> I'm like, all, like all the guys they just went, they just went through. I was like, we're now in like the W's almost. We're almost done with some of these guys. I'm like, man, like that went so fast. The defensive lineman, oh my gosh. Ran two four eight threes. Good job by Matabuki. Alright. Still what I say, I, I feel like I still even though I was like I, I was wrong about defensive linemen and, and all that good stuff, I still stand by what I said earlier. Hold on. So one of the guys that ran a 40, yes, not yesterday, uh, but Thursday, Laviscus, I called him Laviscus or Lavi, Shinalot, whatever his name is. Uh, apparently he ran a 4.59.40 and he was like, I don't feel good. And it turns out he has a torn core muscle and he will have surgery on Tuesday. And that's why he didn't run a fast 40. I'm like, all right, fine, you know. I didn't. I don't remember him that much, but everybody said he had a good combine. So, all right. Anyways, I still feel like what I said earlier with how some of these guys could play interior and exterior, how some of these guys uh, 
probably will flex, if I'm honest with you, in the NFL. I feel like that still stands. There's some guys like Tyron Crawford. He's kind. Of, he's a good player, and he flexes a lot for the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, J.J. Watt, he's an, in, he's an exterior guy who plays both exterior and interior, and he beats he beats guys up like he he beats both the double teams, the uh, the one on ones, stunts. He does everything. And then you have obviously Aaron Donald and Chris Jones, and like that you can you can tell when you look at a J.J. Watt or a Aaron Donald or a um, or, or a Chris Jones or even a Terrence Craw- Tyrone Crawford from the Dallas Cowboys. You can tell that these guys they're big enough, they're strong enough, and, and most more importantly, they're kind of lean enough where they can play both positions. Robert Windsor Win Windsor runs some of the weirdest forties I've ever seen, and he's four. He, he ran a four nine three forty. That was the slowest one. He just ran. Let me write down his name. Robert Windsor ran a four nine forty. But prior to that, he ran a four nine three forty. Okay. All right. Pretty good job so far from the interior guys. Anyways, point still stands is what I'm trying to say. It's like, even though I was wrong, point still stands. Now I'm even more excited to see some of these guys hit the bags. Which, by the way, I saw the I saw some of the running back drills and the uh, like the the offensive lineman drills from years past. They were hitting bags and they were changed. Um, um, they changed up the drills. I was like, why did you change the drills that you guys would have used? I I I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like, wait, why would you why would you change the drills? The drills were awesome. It's like, you know, they're adding in back shoulder fades to the to the combine, and I'm like, but slot receivers, they aren't going to run a back shoulder fade within the NFL because they're too fucking short. It's like Have you seen like 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 they're in the five tens and belows? Like, they're not gonna <laughs> They're short guys. It's like they're not gonna run back shoulder fades. Like, I feel like it's like, listen, slot guys should just be running in breaking routes and some ex break and some outbreaking routes here and there, but it's not you're not gonna freaking have them go in the back of the end zone running freaking uh running out routes and stuff like that. Like what the hell are you doing? And now the 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 freaking defensive linemen are doing offensive linemen drills to test their lateral quickness quickness. Like Derek Brown literally like they're doing the same drills. Like okay. Maybe not to, maybe not to, yeah, I mean, they are doing the same drills, but I guess it's like to, to see whether or not they can, uh, Josiah Coatney just ran a really, really nice circuit. Anyways, they're doing the same drills and stuff like that. And they're, I guess it's, I guess it's the chase after the running back. If the running back escapes the backfield and the defensive lineman, they're trying to get after the running back. I guess that makes sense. Get up the field, go out there, get out there. Let me drink. Mm. Bang. I'm telling you, man, some of these big guys, I would not mind. I wouldn't like, they're, they're big fat guys, but some of them, they have like the length with their arms to be able to play defensive end as well. But while also having the size 
of like a uh, of of a defensive tackle. And I just watched Coatney, and he's definitely one of those guys. I was like, wow, like he and he's he was quick too. He had his yeah, like he had the lateral movement movement. Excuse me, that I wanted to see. I guess he was running sideline to sideline or wherever he was told to run. I don't know. I was like, wow, that was that was a pretty good good drill by him. Good circuit, whatever they call it. Neville Gallimore, one of the best defensive linemen in the league or in the in the combine. There you go. There you go. He's really getting after it. There you go. Get up there. Go back there. Finish. Finish. Get him there. Go, Gallimore. Go out there, Gallimore. Devin Hamilton is up next. Bang. 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 Bang, yeah. Hmm. Pretty good job by the defensive linemen so far. They're showing their numbers right now. And again, like for instance, uh, Benito Jones, 10.0 tackles for loss, 5.5 sacks in 2019, both career highs for Benito Jones. Who's another guy uh, that uh, that's big? I know Derek Brown. He he's a, he's a, you know he's one of the guys that everybody's watching. But um, I didn't have him. They they freaking put him up. They they went to commercial break and then he was running the circuit, the drill. So I couldn't see what he was doing. I couldn't see his numbers. But most of these guys you're going to see, they don't really have anywhere. I, I would be surprised if the guy with the most sacks had more than six sacks on the season. Justin Matabuki, he had 5.5 sacks. Great job. There he goes. Bang. It's up the field. There you go. He's definitely a defensive tackle. <laughs> like, he's definitely a defensive tackle. I'm like... You draft him, you're going to have to play him inside, not ex- not outside. Dang. There you go. Errol Moochinson. Gone out there, did exactly what he needed to do. John Penicini. Penicini. Keep saying run to him because he's not running fast enough. You better run, Penasini. Get your ass up there. Raycon. Raquan Williams. I'm interested to see this other guy, Robert Winsor. One of the <laughs> one of the weirdest 40s I've ever seen in my entire life. I want to see him run through this circuit. tackles for loss, 3.5 sacks in 2019. He runs so weird. (laughs) He's he's like, he's large and gangly like Tom Brady, but he's like, imagine if Tom Brady played defensive line. But I will say this, as weird as he runs, he did did a pretty good job during the drill. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, he did a pretty good job. I was like, oh, oh, you know, for as weird as he runs, he did a pretty good job. While he was running through the drill. I was like, okay. Alright. I don't know what the next drill is. Great day today, by the way. For the combine. Where we will be able to watch interior, exterior. And most importantly, linebackers. Where there will be some really, really nice ones uh, this year. Derek Brown, again. 
Bang. They're doing the the uh, the drill where they run through the pads. 326 pounds. They didn't... Oh, my God. They, they didn't show... I couldn't see his numbers again. Good job by Neville Gallimore. Woo! He's booking it. So they're showing the comparison with Cam Jordan, Neville Gallimore, 6'2", 6'4", for Cam, 304, 287 for uh, Gallimore, 40 yards. Jordan ran a faster one, and the other guy, he ran a slower one. Sean Payton, (laughs) head coach of the New Orleans Saints with his binoculars and Jordans. Got to respect the Jays. On looking with binoculars on the football field, watching the guys at the combine. I wonder what the head coaches of the NFL are thinking when they're at the combine. It's like how do how do they exactly scout the talent? Forget about the you know the the scouters and the evaluators. It's like well, how do exactly do they evaluate talent? How do they select the guys that are going to be on their team? They're all there. Like all the coaches are there. The the coaches, the offensive co- coordinators, defensive coordinators. Like everybody's there. It's like what exactly do they? Seeing some of these guys sit their feet. Like, not a lot of these guys, I'm not going to lie to you, are making a whole bunch of mistakes, you know? Like, none of the competition really isn't setting itself apart. You know, not everybody, not, not a lot of guys ran fast 40s, you know? So, DeForest Buckner. They're showing some of the drills. Fine. Like, why, why couldn't the fucking offensive lineman? Do one of these drills where they hit somebody. Hit something. They're showing DeForest Buckner sack Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. They, they got Prescott out there. That's not fair. He's going up against Connor Williams. Buckner's going up against Williams. And he, ah, he hits Prescott, but Prescott didn't go down. Because Prescott's too strong. Dang. Anyways. They're going to do the drill where they run past the pads. I can't wait to see this drill. I cannot wait to see them hit these pads. Because apparently I think all of them are going to do the drills. Some of them some of them did the, uh, the last drill, but it looks like most of them are going to do this drill. I think this is a drill that they actually do in practice. Like, this is... You know, they get around the uh, the pads and stuff like that, and they hit the drill. They, they hit the pads, and then they, at the end of the exercise, they hit the football. Who is that? That is Blacklock, Ross Blacklock. He's going first. Bang, bang. He's not going to go through all four. He's just going to hit two. Bang. Bang. Good job by Brown. Why aren't they going to hit all four? And why does one guy have a football and in the, like, oh, it's supposed to simulate a snap. Okay. So one guy has a football on a pole and when they see the ball being snapped, that's when they go. Okay. Like, I guess that makes sense. Bang. Bang. 
Gallimore is up next. Jesus. When he hit one of those bags, it was like he punched one of the guys holding the bag. I mean, he, he fell down trying to get through. He, he fell down after he hit that second bag. But, oh, my goodness, the power of, I got, I got to write that one down, of Gallimore. Jesus Christ. It's like the bag wasn't even there when he hit that second bag because he pretty much just freaking absolutely destroyed that second guy. Interestingly enough, there's this guy from LSU. I forgot his name. His name is like Rashad Lawrence. I think that's what his name is. When I look at some of the football players that I'm seeing today, and you know, I, I talked about it again, all of these guys are interior guys, my mistake. But when I look at Rashad Lawrence, I'm like, he's kind of like a smaller, I think shorter version of Aaron Donald. Like not just because he's tan skinned, but like the look of him, how big he looks. I'm like, oh, he looks he looks lean, kind of, but also strong and big. I'm like, oh yeah, that kind of reminds me of Aaron Donald. Where Aaron Donald, he's, I mean, I think the best way to describe how he looks is like a bear, right? Like, you know how a bear is big, but they're all so strong. Like, they they can weigh like 1,200 pounds, but when they go upright, when they stand upright, you're like, oh my God, not only is that motherfucker a big, like, a big animal, but he's also like, he's in shape. It's when he's hunched over, it's like he always looks like he's out of shape because he, he looks like this big black mass. I'm thinking about a brown bear or a black bear or polar bear, right? They look like these big ma- black masses, but when they rise up, that's when you're like, oh my God, that thing is bigger. That thing not only is bigger than I thought, but also leaner than I thought. Apparently a bear can run 30 miles an hour comparatively to humans, which it's like we struggle running like like, I think 10, 10 miles an hour, or what is it, like, 10 or something, like, like a six, six, like a, a six minute mile is like, yeah, it's like 10 minutes, not 10 minutes, six minute miles, a six minute mile, what the fuck am I talking about, six, yeah, like, that's 10 miles an hour running a six minute mile, excuse me, but they run 30, bears do, just saying, anyways, they went to commercial break, they didn't show me who ran, who ran in this next drill, but they're doing, Woo! Josiah Coatney just put a spin move on one of the bags. Just put a spin move on one of the bags. Bang. Bang. Oh, they're all doing spin moves. Oh, okay. That's cool. Bang. Okay. I like Josiah Coatney's spin move better, though, than most of these guys. Bang. Ooh. Absolutely love the savageness of Khalil Davis. Jordan Elliott, he's up next. Bang. Bang. Ooh. Jordan Elliott. Had a really, really good circuit there. There you go, Jordan Elliott. Got to write his name down. Gallimore. He's up next. Bang. 
Gallimore hit that bag and it stayed down. He knocked it down and he said, he said, you stay down. You don't want to take this Gallimore. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. I, I think, I, oh my goodness. Oh my good. Where, 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 I gotta, I gotta pull up my mock draft. Where's my mock draft? I got three or four. I got four mock drafts. Does anyone have any, have Gallimore being drafted in the first like 10, 10 picks? No, they do not. Where's Where's Gallimore going to be drafted at? Hold on, let me watch Rashad Lawrence. Is Is he a good defensive tackle? I can't tell. I don't know. Hold on, let me. No, they have Ken Law. One guy has Dallas drafting C.D. Lamb. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. I saw Rashad Lawrence going through his uh, his circuit. And he kind of, this, I, I, I guess this is an exterior drill. And this is kind of what I was talking about where Rashad Lawrence, he kind of looks like a bear. But he puts, he kind of, in his rushing, he kind of puts this stutter step into his rushing. So it's kind of like he jukes uh, the offensive lineman. And it was kind of interesting to see that. Again, talking about how some of these guys can play both interior and exterior. Bang, there you go. But he does this Demarcus Lawrence, uh, this this Demarcus Lawrence, uh, not spin move, but it's a, it's pretty much kind of like a jump step, where Demarcus Lawrence uses his right or his left arm to kind of push off of a guy to gain more, like more of a like to kind of jump more on the outside, so he has kind of like this longer wraparound. I, I don't know what it's called, or he uses it to gain leverage and move past another guy. But nice job by Rashad Lawrence, who could play. Interior and exterior. Matabuki, Jesus Christ, he is not a he is not an exterior guy. <laughs> like he is not he's not one of the guys that's gonna be that's gonna be going uh, exterior. Bang! Good job by Laurel uh, Mutchinson. Mutchison. Let me look up freaking Jordan Elliott and Lawrence as well. Rashad, excuse me, not Rashad. 30962. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I don't know how, how how tall is Aaron Donald. Six foot one, two eighty four. So he's in that he's in that area of being kind of like a bear when it comes to uh when it comes to like defensive line but yeah like Rashad Lawrence Rashad so he had 11 solo tackles 2.5 sacks one forced fumble how many total tackles I think 28 so there you go he had a better season in 2000 2018 with 54 tackles he had four sacks let me see it All right. Wait, did they show Jordan Elliott again? Or is that a different Elliott? Bang. Bang, yeah. Good job by him. 
Jesus Christ, man. Neville Gallimore. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Are they going to show Gallimore freaking hitting this pad? Or this dummy? This tackling dummy? I don't know what the fuck it's called. That's Brown. Good job by Brown. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oof, man, Gallimore. You know, watching some of these guys friggin' hit these pads, I'm like, I'm very, very happy. I did not play football in high school. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to go up against a Rashard Lawrence or a, or a Gallimore or whatever. I, I don't want to see any of these guys at all. Let me look up Neville Gallimore. What were his numbers? I think right now he's supposed to be like a second round draft pick. I'm like, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, that's incorrect. No. I'm like, what are you doing? No, incorrect, false, terrible. Watching Dallas play. I don't know what kind of stunt they're running right now. They're they're playing. Um, they're they're showing Robert Quinn, uh, and his and him bending and stuff like that. Ten sacks way more than Demarcus Lawrence. Everybody is like Demarcus Lawrence. He's getting double teamed. He's getting double teamed. He's getting double teamed. It's like well well uh, you know what Robert Quinn is getting one on one and he's beating his guy one on one. Do you want to know what Demarcus Lawrence is doing for some weird reason? They're running stunts. It's like why are they running stunts with Demarcus Lawrence? They should be running, and he and his and the stunt is supposed to him is for him to be going interior and not exterior. I'm like, what? Like, have him run a stunt exterior. Have somebody chip for him because he's doing the chipping right now. I guess it's a pick play or something like that. They're pretty much having him set a pick for Malik Collins or Antoine Woods or whatever. And I'm like, just have him run on the outside. But this is a defensive end drill. This next drill, it's not for, like, this, what what Robert Quinn is, he's not a defensive lineman. Or not a defensive, not, oh my god, he is. But he's not like an interior defensive lineman. He is an exterior defensive lineman. He's not supposed to be rushing on the, uh, on the exterior. So this drill is more for exterior guys, I guess. But, I mean, Derek Brown and... And Blacklock doing a great job. I hadn't even seen Blacklock in, ever since the forty because they didn't because they always went to freaking commercial break. They went to commercial break in like five minutes. This guy Josiah Coatney lost his freaking shoe and kept his freaking balance too. Good job by Josiah Coatney. Bang, 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 yeah. All these guys are, are doing a great job with this drill where pretty much the drill itself is they're supposed to be running around these very, very large hoops and it's pretty much just supposed to show how they can bend and stuff like that in these drills and they're doing a pretty good job of it. There it goes. Didn't grab it. Didn't grab it. Jordan Elliott. Uh, he didn't grab the second one. Let's see Gallimore. Bang. Got him. 
Got him. Yep. Alamore kind of didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't do that great of a job of it, but, like, I don't, I don't care that much. <laughs> like, I don't care that much. He's a, he's a tackle. I'm like, I don't, I don't care if he doesn't freaking pick up the towel. So what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to run around a hoop, pick the towel up that's inside of a hoop, deliver it to another hoop, and then run away. And there's two towels, so you're supposed to deliver the, the, the towels to the other hoop. And as I say that, oh my gosh, these guys are doing a great job of it. But uh, some of these guys, they don't do as great of a job. I just saw Rashard. Goodness gracious, man. Him running was one. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Bang. 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 Good job by him. You know, I talked about it in the last couple of days. I said, listen, um, deep wide receiver uh, draft, I don't necessarily know how good the running back draft is, and I, but I said, I'm like, listen, if you have a quarterback, this is going to be a draft for you because this draft, you're going to have a lot of weapons in it, and on top of that, it looks like there's a lot of capable defensive tackles in it. So if your team is set, if you have, if you, if your team for the last couple of years have kind of done their job and have done what they've needed to do, guess what? You're going to be set for the next couple of years because you're going to be able to get weapons. You're going to be able to get guys. You're going to be able to get players. But more importantly, you're going to be able to get defensive guys as well, more specifically on the defensive line. I've really, really enjoyed what I've seen from from this class of defensive uh, from defensive tackles. I've really, really liked what I've seen, even Winsor, even Winsor with his weird runs. <laughs> oh my God, I, I really, really like what I saw from him. Zaya Coatney, he's redoing it, trying to see if he can bend. I don't care if these guys can't do the drills, but it's like some of them can, and they can do it really, really well. So what you can do is you can get one of these dudes early, and Josiah Coatney ran without a shoe. It's like, I'm like, why, why the hell is he doing that workout again? He did it without a damn shoe. Anyways, some of these guys are gonna they're gonna go to teams and they're gonna be successful. Imagine having an interior guy like Neville Gallimore. How? Hold on, did I seriously not see anyone get him? Maybe, maybe let me let me check out his numbers. He had good numbers for a defensive uh, for a defensive tackle. He had thirty sack he not sacks, thirty tackles, eighteen solo, and four four interior uh, not four interior but what is it? Four sacks. He had 30 tackles, total tackles, 18 solos, 12 assists. Two forced fumbles. I really, really like this guy, Gallup, and he's fucking strong. Fucking strong. But, you know. Anyways. They're doing some non-hitting drills where they just... I don't know what the fucking drill is. They have a bunch of cones and they're supposed to go up and run around and run through the cones, I guess. I guess this is a coverage drill where they're supposed to run and they're supposed... Maybe maybe not. I, I don't I don't know what the fuck this is. Oh, okay. I guess it's I guess it's supposed to simulate like a run play where they're supposed... Oh, no. Well, the drill is fucking over. <laughs> I'm like, no. 
The drill is over with. They're done. They're done doing the drill. Mm. Just had a sip of my half and half. I think they're done with the drills. Because they all grouped up and they all did the uh, the thing where they're like, let me, let me, you know, let me put my fists in the air. Let me, let me go into a huddle. I think the, uh, the, the drill is over with. <clears throat> I really, really like what I saw from the interior guys. So they're going to show me some Derek Brown tape. Here we go. Black lock. Derek Brown, I gotta. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I should have said. <laughs> I always kind of prefaced these last three podcasts with this is kind of the the nuances of the NFL of football, where you're just watching guys in shorts run around and things of that nature. So you know, it's not necessarily actual football, but you know, it's it's kind of a nerdy thing. If you're not into it, then you're not into it, and I understand it. But I find it very very interesting because I am a nerd. So if the if this isn't something that appeals to you, then you probably shouldn't have watched the podcast. But if this is something that appeals to you, and if you're a football fan, if you like football a lot, like I do, then yeah, this is something that definitely appeals to you. Should have said that at the beginning of the podcast. I did not. But I was about to start talking about how how many names I got and how many guys. Like, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I kid you not. I am so excited to be able to review this in about a month and look at all the names and the guys that I got on my list and be able to put them in boxes and categorize which guys I liked more than whatever and all that good stuff and give you who I like. I'm going to be fully prepared for the draft. I'm not going to be fully prepared, but I'm going to have... I mean, how many names do I have right now just for interior guys? One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Just from the defensive uh, lineman. Let me get another pen here. So that way I can have a separate pen for uh for for um for DNs. Remember we have defensive linemen, we have defensive tackles, and not defensive linemen, defensive tackles, defensive what are they, uh Frick, uh, uh, defensive ends, defensive tackles, and we got linebackers. So next up is going to be defensive ends. Uh, AJ Espin, uh, Espinoza or Espinessa, he's going to come up. Uh, he's one of the better defensive ends with um, another guy, I think, from Penn State as well. We, we'll watch them very, very shortly as well. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Pretty much what the guys did today. Uh, where it was all really, really good stuff. Maybe it was the offensive line class specifically that did not impress me that much. But um, I really, really like what I saw from the defensive lineman. I really, really liked it. The end. Obviously, Chase Young, AJ, uh, not AJ, but Chase Young, he's not going to be running today. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, he's he's not going to be he's not going to be doing anything. He's not doing anything, but whoa, whoa, whoa! Did they already do the Rich Eisen thing? This year's Run Rich Run Forty is done. Don't blink. Tune in NFL Network on Sunday for the results and two surprise guests. He already did it. That sucks. 
But you know what doesn't suck? That he raised $689,000 this year alone. That's great. For St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Anyways. And by the way, if you don't know what Rich Eisman does, every single year he runs a 40 to, I guess it's, I think it's twofold to bring awareness to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, which pretty much, not pretty much, but it doesn't charge parents for the treatment of their children, so that way parents don't have to raise, so that way they don't have to like make the make the decision of whether or not do we get our kid medical attention or not. Um, so he brings awareness to, to that hospital. He also raises money by doing that run. So, cause people donate and people donate based upon how many other people do the 40 yard. It's, it's a pretty cool event. I like to see it a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. If I ever ran a 40, I probably would tear every muscle in my groin. It would not be, it would not be pretty at all. So I'm like, you know what? For Rich Eisman to be able to run a 40 at like however however fast he is able to run it, I'm very, very shocked. So now, not shocked, but impressed. So they're doing this stupid sled thing again where, oh my God. Not the stupid sled, but now they're now they went to another commercial break after they talked about the Rich Eisman St. Jude <clears throat> St. Jude forty yard run, which is why I was talking about it because they were talking about it, but I thought they were gonna show off the defensive ends as well. Is he training with Arnold Schwarzenegger? working out with the fucking Terminator like what, what's going on here like he's, he's working out with the Terminator it's like Jesus Christ man oh my gosh nicknamed Predator in honor of Schwarzenegger well Schwarzenegger wasn't the Predator he was the Terminator it's like the Predator killed, well, technically Schwarzenegger killed the Predator, but, the, but like, pretty much the Predator killed, like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Enough with the movie buff stuff. Anyways, so I talked about the numbers with, uh, with, with the defensive ends and how they don't necessarily have sacks for reference. Uh, the defensive, not the defensive ends, excuse me, the defensive tackles, they don't get a lot of sacks. The defensive ends, they get a lot of sacks. Uh, I said, I don't think any of these guys are going to have more than six sacks. I would be surprised. Uh, The guy who's the best defensive end in the draft is going to be Chase Young. He has 16.5. So most of the guys, they didn't have over five. So just nobody had over six, just for reference. But that's the position. You stop the run. You push the interior. There you go. They're showing Chase Young just hold on to one of the bars on the sideline and not a whole lot else. And then they go to yet another commercial break without showing me any of these guys running 40s. They're going to star some of these football players. Star is in like star because they're pretty good. Or I liked what I saw from them at the combine. Uh, Excuse me.
I think that's it. All right. <clears throat> AJ Epinesa, bench press 17 pounds. There's a punter. Not 17 pounds, 17 reps. There's a punter that fucking did 25. Like, defensive linemen, they're not doing, they're not doing 25 reps. Like, I don't know. I can't do one. <laughs> like, I couldn't do one. What am I talking about? Justin Matabuki. <clears throat> Showing how many reps. He did 31 reps. Jesus Christ, man. Devon Hamilton. Get it up there. Get it up there! Get it up there! Get it up! Okay, no, never mind. Gotta have his spot or help him up. <clears throat> so up next will be defensive ends, and then we'll have the linebackers come out onto the field and uh, do what they do best. Run and hit and tackle. I don't know about you, but this year, it's going to be a great fucking year for me. I, 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 I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me. I'm having a great year so far. I'm like, you know, the draft is going to come up in a couple of months. We get E3. I know I haven't talked a whole bunch about E3 and video games and stuff like that on this podcast, on 24's podcast. Don't worry. I'll have some more stuff coming up in the next couple of days about video games and stuff like that. But then on top of that, the regular season is going to have a whole bunch of offensive new weapons, the wide receivers that we saw on Thursday, uh, some of the quarterbacks that I really, really like, like Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, though, uh, Dak Prescott, obviously. I think they're going to take another step next year as well. So we're going to have a lot of the younger guys come in and, and, and do well, I think, next year. Obviously, some of the new young guys, some guys that I really, really like uh, that are coming out in this draft, Justin Herbert, uh, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, uh, who else? Anthony Gordon, Jake Fromm, they're all going to be on teams. Maybe they get another shot. Like To be honest with you, I think those guys, some of those guys that I just mentioned that are underrated, like Anthony Gordon and Jake Fromm, I think they're better than some of the guys that are playing right now on certain teams. I'm looking at the quarterbacks of the Denver Broncos and on the Carolina Panthers. Not Cam Newton, but the guy that came in for Cam Newton. Everybody's like, oh, we like the Broncos quarterback. I'm like, okay, all right. And Minshew. I know everybody's going gaga for Minshew, but it's like, Come on, guys! Like, can we stop? It, like, he, he I, how many games did he win? It wasn't like not. It wasn't like he he went to the playoffs, right? It wasn't like they um they won a whole bunch of uh, a, a whole bunch of football games. But I'm like guard gardner, meant you. It's not like they won a lot of football games, but it's like, come on, guys! Like, seriously, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying it's like. He had a 60% completion percentage. He had six touch. He had six interceptions. That's pretty great. Uh, not six touchdowns. Six interceptions, 21 touchdowns. That's pretty great. But how many games did he win? He won six and had six losses. Like, come on. Come on. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, can we can we hold out on Minshew just a little bit? Just until we see him play a full season and potentially go to the playoffs. By the way, if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, it should be an interest. Where are they drafting at? They're, they're going to have a lot of draft picks because they gave up, remember, Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. That's looking like a, a really, really great decision now, doesn't it? Now, Gardner Minshew, 
I talked about a lot of I talked about it. I said if you have a quarterback, it's going to be a fun year for you because your quarterback should now get weapons. People should now be drafting your quarterbacks, wide receivers. If they aren't drafting wide receivers in the first through three, if if a wide receiver doesn't get taken by your team and your team has a quarterback, that's an issue. Because there's way too many good ones to not be taken within the first or the uh, through the third rounds. Like that's, like if, I, I would be surprised if Dallas doesn't draft a wide receiver in the third round. I think they're going to spend the first and the second round potentially. I think if Gallimore is there in the first or second round, they're going to take him. They're going to take him. I think if he's there in the first round, they're going to take him. Just by what I saw, I'm like, I haven't really seen anything from Gallimore. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like, <laughs> like, like he's, he's fucking strong. Like, his strength, you have to watch it on TV to be able to get it. If you don't watch him, you won't be able to get it. Like, oh my God. He hit a pad and the pad didn't get up. One of the pads that's specifically designed to get up. He he hit it and it didn't get up. That's how hard he hit it. Alright. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. And he ran a four eight five. 40 and a 47940. It's like, come on. Jesus Christ, man. Whew. So, the coach of the Steelers, the guy that's clocking this and the guy that always is calling the false starts, he's telling them, hey, you know, you know, uh, just uh, just do what you got to do and run and stuff like that. And one of the things that I love about Chase Young, uh, he's definitely, he's 1000% going to the fucking Washington team. If he doesn't go to Washington, I would be. I would I would be la- I I would be pretty much laughing as hard as when uh New York drafted Saquon Barkley and and uh <clears throat> and Daniel Jones. Everybody's like, "Well, 24. Saquon Barkley's a good running back." Yeah, but he's not a good fit for that football team. That football team that year needed a quarterback. That was the year by the way Lamar Jackson was in the draft. Just saying. Just saying. And when they didn't draft a quarterback, I was like, "Great. They're not going to have a quarterback. They're going to have Eli Manning for another year." And we swept them then. And then they were, and then I was like, "Oh wait, they're going to draft uh, Daniel Jones." They didn't draft Dwayne Haskins. Ha! That's hilarious. But Daniel Jones, give him his credit. He did have a good season. Didn't have a good game against the Dallas Cowboys, or yeah, he didn't have two good games against the Dallas Cowboys. So there you go. Pretty happy that <laughs> that the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. By the way, talking about Saquon just a little bit before they uh, they get running here. Saquon wasn't a pro bowler or a uh, a pro a pro bowler or an all pro last year. Just saying, a year after everybody was like Thyquan Barkley, and I'm like, oh my god. It's like, can he play football before you guys give him a nickname? Or better yet, can he wait until he actually goes to a playoff game before you give him, you know, a, a freaking na- nickname? Please and thank you. Anyways, Brandon Bradley, how did I get? How did I think Brandon? Bradley Anai. He's going to be going first. He's six foot three, two 258 pounds. Here we go. Setting up. Bang. He's off. Four, nine, two, forty for Bradley Anai. 
Mm. Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 edge rushers. Chase Young, AJ Epinesa, Kalavion, Chasen, Marlon Davidson, Yator Gross Matos, Bradley Anai. Some very, very weird names <laughs> in the combine. Kendall Coleman, Syracuse. All right. There we go. Four nine six for Kendall Coleman out of Syracuse. Just waiting for him to to do to you know to get ready to get to get set up, get going. Four nine six. All right. Roquan Davis. I think he is from Alabama. I think Rich Eisen just said it. Yep, he's from Alabama. Let me write his name down. Raquan Davis. Three eleven. His weight six six. Here we go. Bang. That's a big dude. He's going. Five seven five one seven. It's three eleven. Remember six six. Big dude. Jesus Christ. He's tall. You know how like LeBron James looks, where he's a tall guy. He's two hundred and like sixty two hundred and seventy pounds, but he's he's toned. That's how Wokwan Davis looks. He's not as toned as LeBron, but he's still toned. AJ Epinesa. I think Southern Mississippi, I think 510, 510, excuse me. How much does he weigh? 275 pounds from, not from Mississippi, from Iowa. Write down his name. All right. AJ Epinesa. Is he Spanish? I mean, he has like a Hawaiian tattoo. You know how like the you know how like the uh, the the rock tattoo, you know that? That's pretty much what he does. Jonathan Garvin. Four eight two. Interestingly enough, I talked about how I really, really liked the defensive tackles and what they were doing today, and their size, their weight, their height, their build, all that good stuff. Talked about it a lot today, uh, and I also talked about how I thought that a lot of the guys that were playing defensive tackle could switch, could flex, and be both a tackle and and end. I don't really see that with some of these guys. I'm like, yep, you're a defensive end. <laughs> like, yep, you're uh, you're gonna play DN. 
Jonathan Greenard, 488. Like, he's toned, but he's not big. Or he's not bigger. So they're talking about one guy and how smart he is because he doubled down on his classes because he got hurt and he was like, well, I'm hurt. Let me go ahead and do all my classes and do all my work so that way I can then transfer to another school if I need to. He went to he went from Louisville to to freaking Florida with his degree in hand and he's like, now he's at the combine going and doing stuff like that. Literally explain it faster than the guy on television did. Ladarius Hamilton out of North Texas, Denton. Went to Pizza Hut recently. A guy asked me, what part of Texas are you from? Keep in mind, didn't show him my license, didn't show him anything. He's like, what part of Texas you were from? And I'm like, I was surprised. I was like, how do you know I'm from Texas? said, I saw your license plate. I was like, my license plate is not a, a Texas license plate. I'm like, how the hell did you know? I'm like, my, my cell phone number is from Texas, but I'm not living in Texas anymore. I'm like, I'm living in Florida. I'm like, how did you know my, my freaking... Like my license plate, maybe my caller ID, but I'm like, dude, you didn't. I was like, you you read my phone number, you saw my phone, and he's like, nah, your license plate. I'm like, I'm then you must be looking at the wrong car, man. I'm like, that is not the car that I'm driving. Literally had to drive like 30 minutes because I ordered from the wrong Pizza Hut, and I didn't want to be the that jackass that's that's like, I'm not gonna go get it because I fucked it up. When I, what did I have to do? I went to go to Sam's. It's like 40 minutes away. And then I was like, okay, well, I ordered it from the wrong shop as, as I went to the one that's closest to my home. And then they were like, nope, you ordered from the city over. You got to go back to that city. And I'm like, fuck. All right. <laughs> I'll do it anyways. <clears throat> Hold on. They're talking about Jadavion Clowney. Who, by the way, didn't have that great of a season. Like, when they when Seattle hold on, let me let me hear what Rappaport has to say about Jadavion Clowney. Again, another interesting little tidbit of information if you are, you know, kind of keeping up with this type of stuff with the draft and with prospects and stuff like that. Some of these teams are gonna be losing some free agents, and they're like do we want to, you know, do we want to get a guy in free agency? Do we believe the guy in free like you have a lot of options, man. You can get somebody in free agency or you can get a guy in the draft, but you know, you also got to watch out for who you're going like where you are specifically in the draft as well because who you may be looking at like if some people want Chase Young, uh only Washington is going to get him. So, you know, you have to look out where you're drafting and who you're getting and all that good stuff. Where's Jadavian? Davion, Clowney, what are his numbers? He had three sacks last year. He had 31, he had 31 tackles, 10 assists. Like his 2018 numbers were significantly better than his 2019, where he had 47 combined, you know, like total tackles, solo and assists. 
Uh, he had nine assists. He had nine sacks. He had zero forced fumbles and zero touchdowns in 2018. In 2019, he had 31 tackles. He had 10 assists, one higher than last year or two years ago, technically. And then he had three sacks, and this was this season. And then he had one interception in it, but it's like he had six less sacks. He plays D-end. Like, no. I just know, like he's not, he's not gonna do that. Let me write this this guy's name down, James Lynch. Let me write his guy. Uh, let me write this guy's name down from Baylor. He had an informal meeting with Dallas, which pretty much it's if you don't know what an informal meeting is at the combine, it's pretty much just a get together. It's like, hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I, you know, I'm James Lynch. I'm Mike McCarthy. I'm 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 the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and they usually have a bunch of other players around. Pretty much shows that they're interested. An informal meeting can only occur, I think, with players that have been, uh, that have played in your state. So James Lynch out of Baylor, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys out of Dallas, Texas. There you go. Here we go. Setting himself up. Now, the interesting thing about James Lentz, I don't know his weight, but uh, he, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Five zero one for James Lynch. He's a big guy. <clears throat> Anyways. That's a pretty, I mean, for starters, that's a great fucking tattoo that he has on his right arm. Anyways, uh, with all the other guys, Chauncey Rivers, he's coming up next, 262 out of Mississippi State. He's, these guys are going to go in the next couple of rounds. Like Seattle, I don't, Seattle fucks up their fucking draft every single fucking year. They never have any draft picks in the first or the second round, so they have to trade away players. That's why they've traded away Frank Clark, also because they didn't want to sign him. I'm like, can you guys get draft picks, keep draft... Like, everybody gets a first-rounder. Everybody gets a first-rounder, and Seattle never has a first-rounder. It's like, do they have a first-rounder this year? Please tell me yes. Let me check out the mock drafts. They should have a first-rounder. No, they don't. Y- yes, they do. It's 27th, though. Because they went all the way to the NFC? No. Th- yeah, to the divisional round. They went to the... I was about to say NFC uh, championship game. But they went to the divisional round. Ugh, excuse me. They lost to Green Bay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, they're going to get a 27th pick. So they're going to be able to get somebody. I don't necessarily know if that somebody's going to be great for them. Malcolm Roach just ran a 485 out of UT. UT sucks. I should know. I lived in Central Texas for 18 years. So they're talking about Malcolm Roach, how he spends a lot of time at the nose, how he plays, essentially, he pretty much plays um, inside, not outside, which I'm like, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I think they said he was like 290 pounds. I'm like, some of the, some of these guys are like 250 to 90 something. I'm like, all right, all right.
All right. Jesus Christ, Brian Flores for like I was like who is that player that they're showing? Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, looks like a football player. He's in great shape, man. His team is not. <laughs> like they traded away Minka Fitzpatrick, Laramie Tunsil, they they traded away Kenyon Drake. They're like, "You know what? Let's just blow up the entire team. Let's get rid of everybody and they let's tank." And they still won enough games to be the fifth or the sixth round, the fifth or the sixth overall draft pick in the first round. But they got they are they are loaded when it comes to uh, to picks, man. They're gonna get some guys. They're gonna get some guys this year. They're gonna get Tua. They're gonna get uh. If I they were talking about it, I think on one of these shows they were like, listen, you know, if I was Miami. I, and if I got Tua, because Tua, he's he's hurt. You don't know if he'll be ready at the beginning of the season. Sit his ass down. He plays quarterback. Quarterback is the only position that you can sit in all of football, and it will get better. He will get better if you sit his ass down, let him rest, let him recover. You guys ain't going nowhere. You guys are going to freaking get more draft picks because you guys suck. And, like, just, just sit his ass down. Get him an offensive lineman. If you got to sign somebody in free agency, you're not paying anybody. Sign his ass in free agency. Get him, get him freaking, get him ready. Get him going. I just get him. Have Ryan Tannehill or whatever his name is, Fitzpatrick, play for another year for you. And then you can get rid of him if you don't like him. You can also have him as a backup quarterback if you want to. But I think in a couple of years, he'll be like 38, 39. Like, trade him or not trade him, but keep him. Let him start, and then bada bing, bada boom, Tua comes out in the next two years, and he'll be better than he was if you played him in his first snap. Just, just everybody's everybody's all about instant gratification and being like, I, I want this guy, I want this guy, I want this guy. I'm not, like, just get us, just be patient with some of these guys. Vic Vangio is on his phone right now. I didn't even know that was the Broncos. I think that's the head coach for the Broncos. I'm like, I don't even know the head coach of the Broncos at all. When they uh, when they uh, when they left off or when they not left off when they moved off of Gary Kubiak I was like I don't know who who these guys are. Kadir Shepard at Ole Miss he's about to go. Bang. Ooh. Four eight four. He was booking it. When does free agency start in the NFL? I think it starts, uh, I think in like the later part, like mid-March. We're going to have, let me look at the calendar here. Let me check out the calendar. So it starts mid-March, so, oh, okay. It's going to start in almost three weeks, exactly three weeks to the day. So you're going to have March 1st tomorrow, which is Sunday, and then after next week, after this week, it's going to be March 8th 
next Sunday, and then March 15th the next Sunday after that. So in three weeks, almost two weeks, essentially. And then you have the draft in a couple more weeks. I'm thinking like a month after March 15th or 16th or something like that. I don't know. Jason Strobridge. He's booking it. 490. Mm. I think one of the one of the main guys that everybody was excited to see, I forgot his name, you Yortner or something like that. Yorger. He's not he's not participating in the drills. I'm looking at the final couple of names. Yeah, he's uh he's not gonna be drilling. He's not gonna be doing anything. But the interesting thing about the combine nowadays is that all right, you don't get drafted to an NFL team, you don't get dra- you don't get brought in as an unrestricted free agent. It's like, well, no, you don't you don't have all that stuff going on for you, but one thing that you can have, one thing that can, and I think will happen if the XFL uh, stays, is that guys will go to the XFL. The salaries are pretty good. There's like I think a hundred G's per game. I think if you play, so it's like you can go to the XFL and you could play for the XFL if you want to. Speaking of the XFL, kind of as a segue, uh, watched some of the football games that went on today, and by football games, I mean. Football game. I only saw this uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Seattle Dragons. Pretty good ending to a pretty great game, apparently for Ta'ama'u, where he had I think a touchdown and something else, but he was great. Apparently, I don't know. He had apparently three hundred total yards. Let me just snuff out this flame. It's been going on for an hour and 30 minutes. I think it took me 30 minutes to light this candle because of how ridiculous my lighter was. It was not lighting at all. DJ Wonham. He's one of the final guys for the defensive line at this draft. Dang, four, seven, three. Okay, let me talk about the XFL. So, some guys, they don't get called up. Some guys, they are uh, not going to be drafted. Is that the end of the world? No, because now you're going to have teams looking for players, especially young players that could probably dominate other players that are in the draft. And sometimes guys, they get they, they don't get picked, and sometimes they, they're undrafted free agents, and it's like, well, I want to go play for a different team. I want to go win a football game. I want to play football, not win a football game, but play football. I want to buy tickets. I want to go to the game center and look at the uh, the final score. Zabari Zunigi Zuniga ran a four six six. Oh my god! I mean, St. Louis they had one quarterback and one quarterback playing. Uh, Seattle, they had three quarterbacks. They could not decide which one was the least worse out of uh, the three. One guy had 100 yards. One guy had 27. Silvers had 27. And uh, one guy had one yard. 
through passing. Like, how do you have one yard through passing? But yeah. Uh, St. Louis put on a heck of a show again today. Pretty good job by them. Winning another one in front of the hometown of St. Louis. Raquan Davis is coming up here shortly out of Alabama. But yeah, the XFL, they're going to have some guys. They're gonna, like The quarterback play is so terrible that some of the guys that aren't going to be drafted are going to go to the XFL and they're going to do okay, I guess. Some of the guys on the defensive line are going to go and they're going to do great. Roquan Davis, 5-1-3. AJ Epinesa, 5-0-4. Both Roquan and Espen Epinesa improved their, their times. Not significantly, but, you know, any improvement is good. Not seeing a whole bunch of these guys run fast or do anything that much. So I'm about to fast forward through it. So I'm like, eh. Again, with defensive linemen, it's kind of, it's it's the same with offensive linemen. It's like, eh. No, does it really matter? No, not really. It's big guys running. Either guys with a lot of fat on their body or just guys with a lot of mass on their body. And are they going to run fast? No, not really. I'm just going to fast forward through them running the 40s and stuff like that. Wait a second. They showed Dallas. That piqued my interest. What? Are they talking about Dallas essentially trading up to get to a tag of a low? What? What are they talking about? Hold on. So they're just talking about Tua. I was like, did they just show Dallas talking about like are are they showing Dallas? They they clickbaited me. They showed showed Dallas 
they were talking about Miami and how they could potentially get to a tag of Aloha and all that good stuff. I'm like, eh. I'm like, it's, it's, uh, all right. I'm like, regardless of how the medical turns out, like the Dolphins, it's like you're not going to win anything. It's not like you guys are a Super Bowl champion or a Super Bowl contender or even a playoff contender. Like, just rest to a, some people, they, they love to be like, you, you got to start your first rounder. Why? What's the point of drafting a first rounder? Cause he's a top 10. He's a top caliber player. That's why you draft a, a guy who's in the first round. If he has to rest because he's hurt, then he has to rest. That's like, you're making an investment in a player who's going to be a top player. You have to make sure he's going to develop like a top player. You don't want to go, you, you don't want him to go out there and get hit. So what do you got to do? You got to, you got to protect him. Just a little bit. Make sure he doesn't get hurt. So they're showing Willie McGinnis, his combine in 1994. Bang. Bang. Hmm working the drills, going through the pads, bang, doing the drills, bang, get up there. And now they're, now they're going back to the defensive end drills, which it's like, all right. seeing them go through the drills and stuff like that. It's the lateral drills where they're just changing direction a lot. It's weirdly enough, not as interesting as the defensive lineman drills. I don't know why. Bang. On left, going right. A lot of the defensive ends are tripping. Ladarius Hamilton had to go through it twice, and he's going through it a third time, I think, now. I think all of the guys, because of the commercial break, I think all of them went through all the drills. I don't think I saw them all. Because I didn't get to see... Uh, Roquan Davis, I didn't get to see AJ Epinesa, I didn't get to see anybody I didn't get to see anybody Thank you NFL Network for running A commercial through through the content That I actually wanted to see, thank you very much James Lynch He's probably going to have to wear some sunscreen When he plays football (laughs) He is very white Chauncey Rivers. Is it weird that I like I should I say that some of the defensive ends are running better and faster? Not not some of the defensive ends, but some of the defensive ends aren't running better and faster than the three hundred pound defensive lineman. Just lost a shoe, Chauncey Rivers. Tie your shoes tighter. He just lost both of his shoes. Tie your damn shoes tighter. You gotta tie. You gotta lace them up. How are you gonna not tie your shoes, man? Having difficulty running on that Astro turf. Malcolm Roach had a pretty good circuit. Out in Robinson. Yeah, these are the guys that are gonna be chasing after the football. Some of them they're not showing. Ooh, that guy has some pretty good. Lateral quickness. Alton, 
Alton Robinson out of Syracuse. He's having a really, really nice circuit. Bang. He's going everywhere. What He was dipping his hips. Good job by him. Kadir Shepard out of Ole Miss. Bang. He's not dipping. He lost his balance. Oh, Jesus. We got a slide. Oh, that was bad. Kadir Shepard. Eesh. Eesh. Finish, finish. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me let me try and let me try and uh, let me try <laughs> let me try and get you a, a picture of of this guy, the freaking uh, Cincinnati Bengals defensive line coach who's yelling at some of these guys. Hold on, <laughs> good dear Shepherd, come on, man. Looks like he's literally running on freaking uh, running on ice right now. Let me let me let me help you out here. Like, run, run, change, finish, finish, <laughs> change. My voice would get just tired just doing that. Bang. Good job by him. They're, they're trying to, the thing is. Some of the players, they're trying to anticipate the uh, the freaking the command, right? Like they say this in the mil- in the military. There's a um, what, what's it called? There's a setup command or a command of anticipation, and then there's a preparatory command, and then there's an action command or something like that. They say that in the military, and they say the drill sergeant always says, "Don't anticipate com- the command. Listen to what I'm telling you." So there's a preparatory command, and then there's an action command or whatever. And it's like he's telling them what to do, and they're try- and they're anticipating him switching the angles. Not switching the angle, switching the, uh, the change. So they're stuttering because they're trying to anticipate when he's going to change the direction on them. And some of these defensive ends, like, they know that they can do some of these exercises, but they're, they're trying to anticipate what's going on because they're anticipating. They don't, they, like, they don't change at the proper direction, at the proper timing. Don't anticipate the command. Listen to the command. Watch what he's doing. So they're going to do the four bag drill. Mo Jesus. <laughs> going to do the four bag drill. And uh, well, we'll see. We'll see who's best. So AJ, uh, Anaya. Great job by Anaya. Went through the back drill very, very cleanly. Kendall Coleman. And get up there. Get up there. One. In between the bags. In between the bags. Let's go. Good job by him. Kendall Coleman. Like now I'm actually starting to see how these uh, defensive linemen are defensive linemen. Roquan Davis. Dang. He had an okay bag drill. Not a bag drill. Excuse me, it was the drill where you go, where you run in between the little things. I don't know what they're called. They're not bags. They're like the little, they are bags, but they're not like, 
They're not like the, I mean, they're not tackling dummies. They're, I guess they are bags. Yeah. So they're running in between the bags and stuff like that. That's the drill. I don't know. They were showing Roquan Davis. I was like, oh yeah, I was going to talk about one of my favorite positions in all of football. Pretty much is that flex position, that flex defensive lineman position. It's like, I don't know. I was like, why did I, I was like, why did I stop and start talking about something? I was like, I was talking about Roquan Davis. I was talking about how he can pretty much play in that flex position, that defensive lineman. Oh, yeah, you tore gross Matos. He's now doing stuff. I don't think he ran the 40. Now he's running. Now he's doing, uh, doing what he needs to do. He did a pretty great job. But one of my favorite new positions in, in football, maybe not new, but it's maybe not so new, but it's it's kind of like you see a lot of guys now playing that flex defensive line position. Like Michael Bennett played it for the Cowboys, uh, played it a lot of his a lot of uh, his career. He was able to rush interior and exterior. Tyrone Crawford, uh, some of the best pass rushers in the league, they can kind of do both. And I really, really like that because it adds some versatility. It also shows how dominant you can be. It's like it's really, really hard to do both, to be inside and outside, and to be able to rush the passer as well, to be able to stop the run and get to the quarterback and create plays. And I, I love it. I love it so much. If I was one of these teams, I would, I would start drafting guys like that. Maybe not have a full defensive line that's full, full of guys that can flex, but guys that's like, that can, that can maybe like, maybe two guys that can do that. Maybe two at most. Then it's like, depending on, which, what you need, which is probably tackle, if I'm honest with you. I would, you know, I would, I would kind of, I would either, if I had enough guy, if I had guys that were built like tackles, but could rush like DNs, I would figure out a way to get more DNs. If I had guys that were DNs, but that could also play inside, I would get some more defensive tackles, I guess. I don't know. But I do like that position. I do like that new position, that new guy. I I think they call a tight end that can be a wide receiver a tweener. I think in cheerleading, they call, what do they call the the flyers and the gunners? There's like a hybrid cheerleading position. What's it called? They call them a stunner. I think that's a stunter or a stunner. Where you can... Hold on. A stunner? I don't, I don't know what it's called. Oh, it's a spotter and a gunner, right? You know what I mean. It's from that show Cheerleaders. What's it called? Cheer? Flyer? Spotter? I don't know what it's fucking called. You know what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a hybrid position, essentially. And that's what I'm talking about. Playing a hybrid position is awesome because you get... You get two for the price of one, essentially. What's going on, 24? What are, what are the guys doing on the football field? They're, they're going through the exact same drill. Some are doing great. Some are doing okay. But again, these are all drills that you can do in your sleep or that you should be able to do in your sleep. Most of these guys aren't... Man, they keep showing Chase Young with the guys and he's not running. He's on the football field with a backpack with a tank top on, he's just, you know, he's, he's just chilling. He's like, man, I wish I was out there. No, he does not. He thinks he's the best 
prospect in the draft. I kind of agree with him. Now, is he going to be more important than Joe Burrow? Uh, no. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a quarterback. No, yeah. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow's a quarterback. Uh, Chase Young is a D-end. At some point, uh, being being a certain position, playing out a certain position does not matter as specifically as as um <clears throat> as a oh my god i'm so dumb i'm 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 a little bit out of it right now but playing defensive end is not as important as having a damn quarterback on your football team so uh cincinnati they definitely need a quarterback are they going to get one are they actually going to build a team around joe burrow to actually maximize his talent that's a huge fucking question mark he's from ohio so he may be able to do something, but, well, you know, uh, not something, but he's going to like it, I guess, in Cincinnati because he's from Ohio. But I don't really I don't really know if they're able to do anything, if they're going to be able to do anything with Joe Burrow because fucking Cincinnati sucks balls. He is fucking terrible. Not <laughs> not he, but Cincinnati is fucking terrible. Every single time I see Cincinnati play and I see their record, I just feel bad for Cincinnati fans, man. Because it's not just that they suck. It's just there's no hope, man. It's like even if they get Joe Burrow, it's like, well, we get Joe Burrow. Awesome, we get Joe Burrow. It's like, well, they don't really have a lot of wide receivers. They may move off of A.J. Green, or more specifically, A.J. Green may move off of them. And then it's like, I don't know... I don't know who their tight ends are. That's a bad sign. I don't know what their defense is. That's a bad sign as well. And, um, like, I I just shrug my shoulders, and I'm like, I don't know anything about that football team. I don't even know who their head coach is, and I've seen him be interviewed constantly. I'm like, I think his name is Zach Taylor. If I don't know who your head coach, I can name most of the coaches in the NFL. Baltimore, John Harbaugh, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, Kansas City, obviously Andy Reid, Eagles, Doug Peterson, Joe Judge, New York, uh, Adam Gase, New York, as in New York Giants and New York Jets, respectively, and on and on and on and on and on until the cows come home. I couldn't, I, I can barely name you Cincinnati's head coach, Zach Taylor. I'm trying to think of a team whose head coach I honestly don't know. Uh, Jacksonville. I think his name is Doug Marone. That's because I've constantly heard of people talk about Doug Marone. Showing the defensive end. Simulating rushing the passer via the edge, and they're doing a pretty good job of it. I would say. Is this a great defensive line draft? No. Not a defensive line, excuse me. Defensive end draft. Uh I think it's probably I think you're probably gonna be looking for defensive tackle or defensive guard or nose tackle or whatever you want nose guard nose tackle whatever you want to call it they're showing the ball and the stick stuff like that supposed to simulate a snap it's a football on a stick showing the stick thing I i don't know it's it's a little bit ridiculous. At first, I thought I was like, "Why? Are, why did they have a? Fo- why, I'm like, why do they have a football on a stinking stick? That doesn't make any sense to me." I'm like, "Now I get it. Okay." Some of these guys, they're not really doing. Ooh, that was terrible. What was that? Anai, 
I was not a good, not a good, uh, not a good little circuit that he had. What's this guy's name? Ooh, Kendall Coleman out of Syracuse. He's had, he had a pretty good one. Kendall Coleman. Bang. Bang. Nice spin move. Bang. Goes underneath. Drags. Good job by Kendall Coleman. Great job by him. Roquan Davis, he's up next. Let's see how much power this guy's had. Bang. 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 Oof. Bang. Goes underneath. Bang. Gets the quarterback. You know what? I've seen Kendall Coleman do this. I'm not going to lie to you. I said this about um, Michael Pittman Jr. I said uh, on Thursday, I was like, Michael Pittman Jr. is kind of going through these drills kind of lackadaisically. In a good way, in the sense of this isn't really that hard for me to do, so I'm not really going to expunge a lot of energy. And, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, it's a good thing. It's like some of these guys, you can see them going full speed and them, like, like really getting through the backs and really getting after it. And some of these other guys, they're so great that they don't necessarily need to go full speed and, and they still have great, like a great combine showing. They just do their fundamentals, they just do their job, and then they just go through it, and they, like, they look pretty good, like Michael Pittman and Raekwon uh, Raekwon Davis, excuse me, they both look a little bit, a little bit lackadaisical, like, even during the 40, like, when he was running, I was like, I could tell he's not going full speed, who is that, Alex Highsmith, good job, I like the energy from Highsmith, James Lynch, bang, Ugh. Did not like that spin move, but I liked him hitting. Who's this guy? Chauncey Rivers. Nice spin move. Bang. Goes underneath. Gets after the quarterback. You know what I, I like when some of these guys... I, I don't know if they're going to do the hoop drill, which they should. They're defensive ends. So they 1,000% should be doing the hoop drill. Bang. Bang, bang, goes underneath and then goes after. Great job by Robinson. Again, I don't know if any of these guys are going to be doing the hoop drill or not, but some of these guys on this drill, they're doing a pretty great job. Pretty great job. Some, no comment. (laughs) No comment at all. I got to take my freaking pee break. I got to, like, I drank a full half and half like a can, and I'm a little bit thirsty, so I'm going to go downstairs in a little bit and go ahead and get and rehydrate. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, I talked about this a little bit earlier, where I was like, if you're going to have, if you have a quarterback, you're going to really, really, really like what's going to come after this draft because you're going to have a lot of pieces that you can kind of supplement your roster with. And, um, like, listen, man, it applies both ways. It's like if you have your guy on the defensive on the defensive end that's going to be your you know your quarterback stopper, you're going to really really like this draft as well because you can get a nose tackle or nose guard or whatever you want to call it. That's going to be very very easy for some of these teams because there's it's it's so deep. I got 10 guys on my list. I got what what are the guys? And I starred like I italicized pretty much some of these guys. Like who's who's on my list right now? Uh, Ross Black, and I'm just going to say some guys that I like, not just every single guy that I wrote down because I got 10 names. Like Ross 
Blacklock, Derek Brown, Josiah Coatney, Leaky Fotu, Neville Gallimore, Justin Ma- uh, Matabuki, and I think that's it. So they're talking about one guy who I don't. What, what happened? They talked about one guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've never heard of that in my entire life. But apparently he's out there. He's doing what he needs to do. He wants to be drafted. He wants to be selected. Roquan Davis, uh, he's going to have to do that again because he he did not do the hoop drill. They're doing the hoop drill. They run around the hoops. They sh- they're trying to show how much they can bend and stuff like that. Uh, AJ Epinesa, ooh, yep, he was stumbling, but he did a good job bending and doing all that good stuff. He got both towels. Again, this drill... There's two hoops, two towels in the hoops. You're supposed to grab one towel and put, you're supposed to grab both towels and put them in the other hoops as you run around the hoops. They're talking about the football and the hoop. So they were talking about the football and the stick. They were like, this is stupid. I, I could not agree more. I'm like, the football on a stick is terrible. James Lynch has had a really, really nice circuit. He looked very, very smooth. Very, He went underneath. All right. He did everything. Like, he did it perfectly. He did the drill exactly what you would have wanted to see from a guy, from a defensive lineman. And I, I got to be honest with you. Some of these defensive linemen, 
aren't as good as most of the as most of the defensive defensive linemen. Excuse me. Some of the defensive ends aren't as good as the defensive tackles. Like it's weird to see that. It's weird to see three hundred and one pound guys drive or not drive, but bend better than two hundred and fifty pound guys. Like it's it's a little bit weird. A little bit weird. All right. Kadir Shepard, he's up next. All right. Pretty good circuit from him. Jason Strawbridge. Dang. What what is what is with this football on a stick? They keep talking about it and they keep bringing it up, and I'm like, I don't I don't get what I don't get what it's all about. Way too much attention is being thrown shown to this football on a stick. I don't I don't get it. Is it seriously almost ten o'clock? It's ten eighteen right now. What? Like wait, oh wait. Let me charge up my computer. Sorry about that. I looked at my watch, and I was like, bang, hold on. They're showing the guy that hurt his elbow. Oh, yeah, 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 he definitely did. He hit it as he came down. It wasn't his fault. It was the freaking knob. I don't know. Maybe file that bitch off. I don't know. They're showing that fucking dumbass sled that didn't do shit. I had, had like... How do you not have backup sleds? And most, more importantly, how did, how did they not have the offensive linemen work on the sleds? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. Anyways, uh, it's 10 o'clock. I got like three or four more hours. I got a full three-hour bro- – I got a, a full another broadcast to go. So they're showing another exercise, another workout. Ladies and gentlemen – I'm going to go downstairs because uh, there are two, uh, what's it called, NFL Combines, uh, Combine Recordings. I just got through one. I will be back in the next couple of minutes to finish off the second one right here on 24's Podcast. If my mute button will mute.
Alright, I'm back after a uh, very, very short break. I got my half and half back. I got two cans upstairs. We're going to cast the rest of the defensive linemen and, obviously, the linebackers. The defensive linemen, they've all taken a... Uh, they've, they're all done. They're all done, I think. Or they're about to be almost all done. And then we'll obviously have the linebackers. And then we'll end the night and the weekend with the the DBs tomorrow. And that'll be the combine. And then on probably Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll have kind of a wrap-up. Probably Wednesday, if I'm honest with you. I have a wrap-up. Some of the guys, uh, what I saw at the combine. Some guys, some names that I thought stood out. Specifically with the, uh, with the draft class. 2020 draft class. Isn't this like the centennial year? So this is like the centennial. Whoa, we celebrated. We got 100 years in uh, in the business. So I think a lot of these guys, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do when it comes to some of these guys that they're going to draft. But some of them, they're going to go high. Some of them are going to go pretty high, I think, for the defensive, uh, for some of the defensive end. Defensive end, by the way, if you're wondering, uh, is way more valued over defensive tackle. So depending on which team you uh, you are and depending on what you need, you could either need a defensive end or a defensive tackle. Most people underrate the tackle because of, of I mean, listen, you're going to, like the running backs, they don't win you football games. It's the quarterback, the guy that can throw over the top and gain you a lot of points and a lot of yards. I mean, technically speaking, you can technically get 50 yards on a run, but on a pass, as well on a pass, excuse me, but it's way easier to go over the top because usually you only have to pass one guy. Usually a running back has to get through a lot more guys to gain 50 yards if the defense is playing properly. Quarterback just throws to one guy and that one guy has to play up against the cornerback. Running back has to go up against the defensive linemen, the linebackers. He has to run through an entire team essentially to get that 50. Wide receivers don't. So you go through the what you get the wide receivers, you get the quarterbacks, all that good stuff. And um, defensive tackles are usually going to be undervalued when it comes to football teams and things of that nature. So I think some of these teams, and I've constantly said it throughout the podcast, teams with quarterbacks, teams with guys that can stop quarterbacks, they'll be pretty happy because now it's like you can kind of splurge. You can now get the wide receivers, you can now get the um, the tackles and all of that good stuff. But more importantly, I think you can kind of, depending on which one you are, depending on where you want to go and who you want to get, it's like you can maybe you can maybe hold out to that second round and maybe address another problem. Like, I don't know, safety if you're Dallas. I don't know. But if I was if I thought Neville, uh, Neville Gallimore was going to be taken early in the second, I would just be like, I would bite the bullet and take him first round. Like, if that's what you believe, if you believe. But at the same token... It was just revealed yesterday Dallas is going to let Byron Jones walk in free agency. So it's like, do you really want to let Byron Jones walk and not have somebody to cover the back end? Or do you want to get a defensive tackle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. We'll watch some DBs tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see some good DBs. I don't know if that guy from Ohio State, Jeff... Adabuki or whatever his name is. I don't know if he's going to be running or doing anything. He may take a page out of Chase Young's playbook, excuse me, and sit his behind down. Or he could be really, really interested in actually running and doing something. We'll see. 
So they got uh, the mock drafts kind of flashing across my screen right now. I cannot believe Bucky Brooks has Dallas taking C.D. Lamb at 17. And the Raiders not getting a wide receiver like C.D. Lamb at number 17. Also, I can't believe some of these guys. Most of the most of the guys that are going to be uh, drafted in the first couple of uh, picks, like first couples in like the first 10, are going to be guys that are um, tackles and and quarterbacks and stuff like that, guys that people need because, like, like the Browns, for example, are in the top 10. Mackie, Beckton, Jordan Love at 12, wide receiver Jerry Judy out of Alabama, Javon Kenlaw. Cornerback C.J. Henderson for, for the Broncos? Like, I'm, I'm watching the picks... Dallas is going to have a really, really nice selection at number 17. They're going to be able, like, you, you, if you wanted Henry Ruggs, you could probably take him at 17. If you wanted, if, like, some of these guys, they're going to get wide receivers, not wide receivers, they're going to get offensive players and things of that nature, and somebody's going to be available for Dallas to pick up. Somebody's going to, like, some of these guys that you're going to see, because a lot of these teams are being projected to draft offensive linemen, some of these teams that are going to be drafting later on, they're going to get a shot. They're going to get a shot at drafting an actual, like, like a football player that they may have been like, wow, I can't believe we that guy dropped. Again, it's not booze. It is, uh, it's, it's half and half. Hold on. Hold on. Got like foam all over the top of the can, and I didn't want to hear you like I didn't want you to hear me slurping it. It's bad manner to slurp in, in a microphone. And I got some like like some foam or not foam, but like the fizz on my monitor. That's not good. I am around like my computer. My computer is literally like a little bit over a foot away from my drink. So if this, I've actually had one of these things spill on my desk. It was not that much of a nightmare to clean up. Anyways, they're showing some of the guys go out and I guess do this semi linebacker drill, even though their defensive linemen were, Essentially, they're just going to drop back in coverage and they're moving around the field and things of that nature and a ball is going to be thrown at them when they're coming up and they're supposed to catch it, I guess. But, I mean, when exactly is a defensive lineman going to do that? Like, <laughs> like they're guys that, that, that are supposed to just, you know, that are supposed to rush the quarterback. Like, And are the quarterbacks from the entirety of the weekend, are they here throwing the football? Yes and yes. Yes, they are. Even McDonald, who I have ripped into every single moment I get. I'm trying to lay off McDonald. I'm like, you know, he's he's trying. He's out there. He's trying to he's trying to follow his dreams and become an NFL quarterback and all that good stuff. I'm like, I don't want to dumpster on McDonald all the time. But, uh, excuse me, is he out there? Yes, he is out there. Throwing footballs. So they're talking about how 
little this this is supposed to uh Im- like impact the position uh because Nick Bosa last year he was supposed he did this drill he didn't look good in this drill at all he wasn't like this isn't this isn't a part of playing defensive line you know like they're catching a football when was the last time you saw a defensive lineman catch a football like their job is supposed to rush the quarterback I don't I don't get the point of some of these drills I don't get having fat guys running 30s I'm not going to lie to you. The combine for the offensive line just is terrible. Just watch their tape. Don't don't watch the combine. That was a waste of time yesterday. Don't watch their tape. Not their tape, excuse me. Don't watch them at the combine. It's terrible. Like, I'm just going to fast forward through this. I'm like, this is, no. No. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm not going to have a bunch of defensive linemen catching footballs. That is terrible. Like, that is the biggest waste of time I have heard of in a long time. You're gonna sell, try and try to. Oh my god, what what am I watching right now? What is this? They're showing the Von Miller and the JJ Watt combine when they were at the combine. Julio Jones, AJ Green, JJ Watt, Von Miller, they were all in the same draft class. What am I watching? I know I'm not watching defensive linemen catch footballs. And yes, are they out there catching footballs now? Like, they're pretty much dropping back into coverage and catching out routes. I'm like, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Like, there's no way that any of these guys are going to be playing pretty much linebackers. Maybe not. I mean, there's that. Well, actually, there's some. I'm like, this, like, have them hit bags. Have them hit bags. Why can't you have these guys hit freaking bags? Oh my god. God. Are they seriously out there? Yeah, they're still catching footballs. They had they had them just catch footballs for the rest of the drills. They didn't have them hit bags. Like, like pretend like they're linebackers, essentially. I'm like, what? All right. So, linebackers are coming up. We will finish uh, today's combine with the linebackers. And tomorrow, obviously, we will talk about the... Um, one of the best parts, one of the, not the best, but one of the more interesting, maybe not one of the more interesting, but one of the more packed uh, groups of guys, the DBs. Dante Olsen, linebacker out of, I don't know where he's from. They went way too fast. By the way, they don't actually show all of the combine stuff like they don't show the broad jump they don't show the weigh-ins they don't show them lifting the 25 uh the 25 not the 25 the 225 pound bench press like you would think that they would show that but they don't because i think they do it on a different day they do do the broad jump i think and the vertical jump on the same day 
But if I was the NFL Network, I would just be like, listen, let's cut to the meat and the potatoes. Let's get some of these. Let's 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 have it be more like a television broadcast, and let's while also retaining, you know, the the legitimacy of the combine, and let's have these guys do the broad jump and all that good stuff, and we're going to televise as much as we can, and we're not going to have a bunch of fat guys out there catching footballs and running forties. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. All right. So apparently Ian Rappaport's talking about Matthew Stafford. Is he is he going to say anything else besides they're not going to trade him? Yes. No, he just keeps on saying that they're not going anywhere. Okay, sure. Whatever. So they're showing all of the guys, or not all the guys, but they're showing all the people running the uh, the their forty to support St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. They're showing a third grade class run it. <laughs> they gave up like I think a thirty dollar check to uh, to the fund. That's a big $30 check, man. Like, is that seriously $30? Yeah, that's $35. <laughs> like, yeah, that's $30. The boys went out on a freezing Friday morning for a major cause. Please join us. We'll donate a dollar for every like this video receives to St. Jude's. As part of the Run Rich Run Foundation, click on the link. Thank you for your support. Oh, my God. So it looks like they had football players run. They had a dude in full, like, combat gear. He's running. Jesus Christ, that's a big dude. He's like, we're faster than all the wide receivers. He's like, he's he's in full combat gear. He's like, he's we're faster than all the wide receivers. The dog, they got the dog out there, the German Shepherd. He's biting somebody. Like, what the hell is going on here? Six point nine seconds. For the Navy SEAL, I think. He has a freaking German Shepherd on his back. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I would be afraid if I had to go against him. Luckily, I do not. <laughs> I'm like, luckily, I do not have to go up against that guy and that dog. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's continue on with the, uh, with the combine here. So, they're showing off. Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, his highlights. Apparently, he can also, you know, cover. Apparently, that's something that he can do. 
Let's see it. Can he actually cover? Bang. He's going up against a wide receiver. Yeah, he he, he kind of can. <laughs> like, he can also play safety, too. Bang. Apparently, he can play linebacker and free safety. And, again, one of my favorite positions is that flex position, that flex defensive end, flex... Uh, yeah, def- the flex defensive end where you can play interior and exterior. One of my favorite football players is Cam Chancer of all time. He could play linebacker and he could play free safety. Why did I like Cam Chancer so much? Because he could play linebacker and he could play free safety. Like a dude who pretty much had the size of a linebacker could play free safety and he had some of the most destructive hits I've ever seen on a person. It, it It's like a crunch. R- Richard Sherman described it as... A lion tackling a gazelle. Or excuse me. When he was asked. uh, Excuse me. When he was asked. What sound does the offensive player. The running back make. When Cam Chancellor hits them. Right. Richard Sherman. He described it as a lion. As the sound of a lion. Or a gazelle makes when a lion tackles him. And the African Serengeti. I know I didn't do a great job of describing it, but there you go. Pretty powerful. Cam Chancellor. Fortunately, he, he kind of got injury prone, probably because of how fucking destructive he was. Destroyed his own body, too. I saw him when he had frostbitten hands. Jesus Christ, man. Goodness gracious. There, like, there's so many times where you can do that to your own body. Hit people, hit other people, hit yourself. Oh, my gosh. It's, how is it 10... It's almost 10.40 at night, and I'm literally just starting the linebackers, which should go on for like another hour and a half to two hours, so. There you go. It's probably because I started really, 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 really late. I started at like 7.44 or something like that, and they had already, they, they had already done the majority of the other defensive lineman, it was pretty much over with. But then I was like, okay, let me get on and let me go ahead and start with the uh, with the linebackers. I think they just started with the linebackers, or they were, yeah, they they pretty much just started with the linebackers when I started to record the podcast. So just to tell you how late I was, that's like three, four hours late almost. All right. <clears throat> popping my hands getting comfortable comfortable we got like an hour and a half to two hours left don't worry we'll get we'll get through it seen some of the linebackers run 40s here i want to see i don't know if isaiah simmons is going to run or not but i would really really like to see him run i wonder who's going to get him let me check out some of the mock drafts uh I got I got two people saying he's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. It's not as if they already have enough freaking guys already. They're like, oh, yeah, let's just get one of the best linebackers. Uh, one guy says it's going to be Detroit who's going to get him. Where's the third guy going to say? Where's the third guy says he's going to go to Jacksonville. So three guys say that he's going to be a Jaguar. One guy says he's going to be a Lion. It's like, yeah, it's like already, you know, they don't, it's not like, it's not like, you know, they, they already have 
one of the best guys in the league or, or a great defense already. Let's just add to it. Let's get Isaiah Simmons again. Let's get another linebacker because it's not like we have Calais Campbell or Jared Allen or whoever they got last year who's, one, who's a really, really nice pass rusher for them. It's not like they had Jordan uh, Ramsey last year or the other guy, I forgot his name, uh, but the other guy that played opposite of Jordan Ramsey. It's not like we already have a, a really, really fantastic and nice defense. Let's just go out and get another guy. It's not like we already have Barry Church. Jesus Christ. Just go out and get another guy. How about help out the damn quarterback? Get him a wide receiver. How about an offensive tackle? Offensive lineman. Not an offensive tackle. I'm thinking way too much of the defense. An offensive lineman, for Christ's sake. Get him somebody. Ugh, gosh. John Bradley, he's up next. He's out of Temple. I'm just going to write down names of guys that I think are going to be uh, that I like watching right now. I don't know if Isaiah Simmons is going to do anything or not, but we'll see. Sean Bradley just ran four five one. Let me write down his name. Best time right now for the forty for the linebackers. So, talked about hmm, Jordan Brooks just ran a four five one, a four five five. Excuse me. Anyways, talking about Leighton Vander Esch, how Leighton's okay, underwent surgery. I think January, February, he's fine, he's ready to go. I can't wait to see him play next year. Great player. He was not healthy this year. He constantly had that issue with the neck. They did not play him for risk of injury. Can't wait to see him next year. We missed him a lot next year. Missed a fuck ton of tackles when he was off that football field. I cannot fucking wait for for Leighton to come back. Told you, we're going to reload. We're going to re-engage. I can't wait to see some of these guys get on the football field and start playing. All right, here we go. Just going through some of the linebackers. Some of them are having pretty good times. 4-7-3 for Cam Brown. I want to see some of these guys when it comes to strength. But I don't I, like I don't know how you test a linebacker. Like how do you test a guy whose job it is to tackle when they aren't really going to be tackling? Like what is his technique? What is his tenacity? You have to like obviously different positions do different things, but obvi- but also you have to have and be in a different mindset. You know, if you're a linebacker, you're like you you got to be I I like to call Jalen Smith the predator cuz he goes hunting. He goes hunting on the football field. You got to go hunting if you're a linebacker. How many of these guys are going to be hunting? Whoever has the football, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the running back, whether it's the wide receiver, who's going to go? Who's one of those hunters? Who's going to be the guy that's going to put on the mask and go stealth and strike with absolute lethality and pull out a guy's spine 
and pretty much, and skin a guy because that happened in the movies and mark his territory. Who's going to be one of those absolute lethal killers that I feel weird about when I'm describing what they do? Feels weird to talk about a guy skinning, uh, an alien skinning another guy, but that's essentially what you got to be if you're a linebacker. So now they're going to commercial break. They better not skip over Simmons or whoever, man. I'm going to be pissed off if they do. All right. <clears throat> when is uh when is the next? Oh my god. I got two I got two fucking uh two fucking guys. What is it? Not two fucking guys. Uh two Three three podcasts to record tomorrow. I got the Combine, obviously. Then I got the XFL, both XFL games that I'm going to watch. Should I watch both? Hold on, let me pause. Actually, let me continue. Like, should I do two XFL games on top of the Combine, or should I just do one? I feel like I'm going to do one XFL game, and you guessed it. It will be the Houston game. I'm like, I don't know which one I should do or which one I shouldn't do. Willie Gay Jr. out of Mississippi State. Woo. Good get off off the line. Four, four, six. By Willie Gay Jr. Fast guy. I like that. Bang, 466 from Malik Harris. Let me see about the uh, the Combine. Not the Combine, the XFL games. So DC, oh yeah, it's DC versus Kalik Hudson just ran a 457. It's DC versus uh, somebody else. DC versus Tampa Bay. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of wanted to see that football game because, um, <coughs> excuse me. Because I really, really liked DC, or not DC, I liked what Tampa Bay did against Houston last week. But then you also have Houston versus Dallas. I will see that football game. I will watch I will watch that to its entirety. But we'll see. So Matt Rule and his son, they're there watching the combine. So that's kind of what we'll do tomorrow. We'll watch the XFL football games then we'll watch um we'll watch the draft the combine all right azur kamara out of kentucky 459 Some guys that I'm going to look at. Some guys I'm going to watch. Patrick Queen. I don't know if Isaiah Simmons is going to run. I don't I don't know a, lo- a lot about the linebacker draft uh, draft class. But again, I'm going to try and judge some of these guys based off of what they're doing and where they're going and all that good stuff. Kenneth Murray. 
He's booking it. Four, five, two. He's booking. Goodness gracious, he looks like a fucking Adonis. Dante Olson, another guy that everybody keeps on saying, talking about Olson. Let me write down his name. Isaiah Simmons, he will run. Dante Olsen had a false start, so he's getting reset. He's looking at his cleats, making sure his cleats are okay. There, uh, some guys, they wear the cheetah print. Other guys, they wear the stripes. Everybody's got different cleats for different things. All right. Out of Montana, Dante Olsen. There he goes. Four, eight, nine. Jacob Phillips out of LSU is up next. Two two nine six three. Four six six. I thought he was I thought he was booking it. Patrick Queen, Isaiah Simmons, a couple of other guys that I'm looking forward to to watching them go through the drills. They are up next in the next couple of uh, in the next couple of drills. Here we go. But now I got Shaquille Quarterman. Weirdly enough, I think some of the teams that like I don't I don't know of a lot of the teams in the NFL that are going to need a lineman a linebacker like I don't like obviously you're gonna have guys like Isaiah Simmons and other guys that are like high draft picks that everybody loves to have and stuff like that they're gonna go uh early on in the draft like I I just mentioned like some people think I the, the, I checked the mock drafts Isaiah Simmons is gonna go to Jacksonville in three of the four drafts that I looked at in one of the drafts he went he goes to Detroit at number three but beyond that, I looked and I was like, there's not a lot of guys that are going to be drafting Isaiah Simmons, you know? So, I don't know. Patrick Queen out of LSU. 
229, six feet, six feet tall. I don't see you, Patrick Queen. Pretty much going over his highlights right now. I'm not interested in his highlights. I'm interested in his combine 40 time. Bang, he's off. He's noticeably shorter than all the other guys, but he just ran a 4, 5, 6. Bang. Anyways, sorry, I was kind of talking about this a little bit before, but um, I don't know a lot of teams that need a linebacker. Some of these, some teams, they, I, some teams, it's kind of like they've stabilized at that, at that position, but it's like, what exactly is your need? What do you need from, from this position? Do you need a linebacker or are you just going to be like, eh, I kind of, I will go in another direction as they like to say in the NFL. Because I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know of a lot of teams that need a linebacker. It's either, it's either they have maybe a young guy or they have somebody up and coming or something, man. Like, here we go, Isaiah Simmons. He's up next. Forgot to write down his name. Bang. Four, three, nine. Six foot three. Tooth, he's going. (laughs) He's going top 10. He's going top 10. Jesus Christ. Six foot three, two thirty, four three nine. All right, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yep, all right. Talked about it. I was like, I don't, I don't know of a lot of guys that are going to be drafted as a linebacker that in, in the first round. Like Isaiah Simmons, then he goes out and he's like, Watch why I'm going to be one of the number one, uh, excuse me, linebackers that are going to be taken in the draft. I just ran a 4-3-9. You must be tripping. If you're wondering, that's very, very fast. That's, that is faster than most of the wide receivers. I got some of the wide receivers. Let's go back. He ran a 4-3-9. Where are my wide receivers at? Uh, <clears throat> Antonio Gandy Golden, one of my guys, ran a four six zero. Devin Duvai, a fast guy, ran a four four zero. John Hightower, four four four. Justin Jefferson, four four four. And on and on and on. I'm trying to find a guy that broke four three nine. Darnell Money, uh, he he had a he had a four three eight. 
Anyone else? Anyone else ran faster? Henry Ruggs, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Kez Watkins. He ran a 4-3-6. Obviously, 4-3-9. And guys who are supposed to be fast uh, did not... is very, very rare, let alone in linebackers who are just supposed to be big and hit people. He's going number one. <laughs> he's going... He's going... He's going high, man. He is going high. I'm like, I can... I can I'm not going to lie to you. I can now see Detroit pick his ass up. Let me go back to my linebackers. All right. This is like the eighth time I've seen that damn Wingstop commercial. Like, I haven't eaten that Wingstop in years. Casey, Two Hill. Like, why would I want to go to a plate? Like, does anyone else not like, like, the wings? Like, I never got eating the wings, like, the small, tiny wings. I'm like, why wouldn't you get big wings, you know? Or fried chicken, or, like, something like that. Like, come on. Like, can we just get big people food instead of getting, like, small food? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. What are we doing? Why can't we, like, you can have the best, you can have the sauces, you can have all that good stuff, but it's like, also you can have a full meal and not have to eat like 10 before you, before you stop being hungry. Logan Wilson. All right, so they're going to go back and they're going to have all these guys run again and then we'll, then we'll see, we will see, shoot, I only got like a couple of linebackers, all right, I'm like, shoot, I only got, I got like six or seven, yeah, seven, going all the way back, I don't have to fast forward, stop. John Batchy just ran a four eight zero after running a four six seven. Not gonna lie to you, after these forties, I'm kind of just gonna fast forward and get to the drills. I hope they have them hitting stuff, more specifically tackling stuff, maybe. Seeing how fast they can move and things of that nature. DBs are coming up tomorrow. Very very interesting group of guys. Isaiah, uh, not Isaiah, Xavier McKinney, the guy out of Ohio State. Uh, Grant Delpit, obviously, a couple of other guys. I think the most important, the most important positions we've seen already. Like we've seen the quarterbacks, we've seen the wide receivers, we've seen the defensive linemen. Most of this other stuff is kind of fluff, if I'm honest with you, because most of this other stuff is going is I don't want to say I don't want to say undervalued, but I think some of the other positions that you're going to see, like I like I think they're just more important. Right now for this draft. 
other other positions like it changes it fluctuates like I think that this year you're gonna have a better defensive line class than last year and I think you're gonna have obviously way more when it comes to the volume of wide receivers this year so I think linebackers and DBs I think there's gonna be some DBs and there's some linebackers and there's some safeties that you'll definitely be able to take like Isaiah Simmons but Hold on. So <laughs> Isaiah Simmons, he's like, I'm checked out, bro. I'm not gonna run another one. He's like, I'm done, I'm done running. I'm done running the forties. I'm like, I'm out. I'm gonna run the four. I I ran a four three nine. You think I'm gonna do it again? Nope. All right. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to. I don't want to you know, hurt myself or whatever. I'm, I'm ready to play, man. So he's done anyways. Um, yeah, I think, I think some of the positions are, are done, you know, not done, but I think some of the positions, some of the teams that are going to be drafting, uh, in April, I think they, I don't want to say they have the guy that they want to draft, but they kind of have that vision of some of the guys that they want to draft and things of that nature. And, you know, I I don't necessarily see DB and linebacker being one of those top priority picks. And in fact, I usually think they aren't. It's usually defensive line, offensive line, quarterback, stuff like that. That you usually see a lot of in the first round. Sean Bradley out of Temple. Bang. He knows he ran a bad 40. He's like, at, at, in the middle of of running the 40, he's like, ah, fuck. Hold on. He ran a 4-6-3. man. Ish, ish, ish. Even when he runs slow, he runs fast. <laughs> We're at four six three. All right. Fast forwarding through the uh, through the obnoxious commercials that they're trying to sell me. I don't even know what they were trying to sell me. Seen all the commercials like 80 million times because they only get paid by like one person. So they're like, well, we got to run the same commercials over and over and over again. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Not even have interesting commercials to show. It's like you can't even get more sponsors for the TV show. How much are they getting paid anyways? Like, that's kind of what I want to know. It's like how many, how many guys, not guys, but how much money are you getting paid to like, to like run this. I don't know. Not to run this, but to do the combine. Let me mute this. I'm looking up something. I'm like, is there anything here? I doubt it. Yeah, there is not. All right, just making sure. All 
I don't want to see some of the drills. I'm trying to see what exactly some of the guys are going to do. When it comes to some of the drills. If the drills suck, I'm I'm not going to watch the drills cuz the drill like if they're all only going to catch footballs and things of that nature, I'm like, nope. Nope, I'm out. I'm not going to watch them catch footballs. I get it that's part of being a linebacker, but if you but that that's like a DB drill. DB should be catching footballs and pass per, and not pass protection, but breaking up passes and stuff like that. It's 448 for the fast Willie Gay Jr. So, where's the mock drafts that I had? Detroit selecting him, number three. Bucky Brooks, yep, that seems a lot more uh, more accurate, if I'm honest with you. I don't know their roster, but it's like, are you seriously going to... Like, listen, New York, the Giants... New York is in the Giants. Uh, the Detroit Lions, the Panthers, like... Are they not going to get, like, if Isaiah Simmons falls to them, are they not going to pick his ass up? I don't know. I mean, Luke Keekley just retired. I don't know. Maybe you should think about it. You got to think about it, at least. But then Derek Brown is available now. But when I look at, is there anyone? Who do I have on my draft? Dante Olsen. I got a lot of time. <clears throat> Anyways, but when I look at these teams that are going to be selecting and we'll, we'll go up to Dallas, right? Hold on. Okay, so when I look at some of the guys that are, that some of the teams that are going to be drafting guys, right? So you look at uh, Cincinnati, Washington, Detroit, New York, Miami, Los Angeles, as in the Chargers. I'll just say the team names, except for Washington. The Panthers, Cardinals, Jaguars, Browns, Jets, Raiders, Colts, Buccaneers, Broncos, and then the uh, the Cardinals. Not the Cardinals. Where are they? The um, uh, the Falcons. The bird freaking team. They have like three bird or four bird teams in the NFL. But when you look at all those teams... Uh. Most of them, they have different needs, right? And a lot of people are saying different things, right? So, for example, Cincinnati's going to get Burrow. Washington is going to get Chase Young. And then you look at Detroit. I think now Detroit is probably going to get Isaiah Sims. Uh, apparently, New York is looking to get Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wills, or Mekki Beckton. Obviously, offensive lineman. Uh, number six, Justin Herbert. Not uh, not number six, excuse me. Number five, two attack of Aloha. Number six, the Chargers are going to get, obviously, Justin Herbert. And then the Panthers, they're going to get Derek Brown out of Auburn. He's the defensive tackle. And then the Cardinals, I think they'll probably try and they're probably considering getting CeeDee Lamb, my opinion. And then Jeff Akuda. 
or Isaiah Simmons, uh, Sim, Simmons, excuse me, for Jacksonville. An offensive lineman for Cincinnati, not Cincinnati, the Browns for the Jets, an offensive lineman for the Raiders, either a wide receiver and Jerry Judy or Jordan Love for the Colts, either CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, or for some weird reason, Justin Herbert or Jacob Eason, depending on uh, if they're available or not, which I don't think Justin Herbert will be available at number 13. That'd be insane if he was. Number 14, the Buccaneers. They're going to get an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, either an Espinoza or Javon Kenlaw if he's available. Uh, The Broncos are going to... So, point is, the reason why I did that, a lot of different draft picks for specific teams. And um, there's some guys that are going to be available at number, you know, later on in the rounds. And, you know, um, the Raiders, they, for some weird reason, again, have to first round draft picks Kenneth Murray who just ran a 4-5-2 is down out of Oklahoma looked like he came up a little bit sh- it look he grabbed his right hamstring so he's definitely like and he he didn't even finish the run he just like kind of peeled off he's like I can't finish the run and he's on and he's on the field right now so Yep, there it is. He's at the thirty, but it definitely happened at like the twenty. And as soon as he as soon as he hit it, he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, I can't, I can't run." It's definitely his right hamstring too. I think he may be done. Dante Olsen, up next, ran a 4-8-9. Takes off. (laughs) 4-8-9. All right. Anyways, reason why I did that with the draft earlier with the guys that are, you know, that are going to be taken and stuff like that. Simply put, shows you just how diverse I think this year's draft is. I think every team is going to get a guy that they like. Every guy is going to get a guy that they like if they want if they want this guy, if they want that guy, they can get a guy if they don't want like they can get a guy. A lot of teams can get a guy. Interesting point to make. A lot of the bad teams have a lot of first-round draft picks, like the Raiders. They have two first-round draft picks. The uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars they have two first-round draft picks. The um, the Dolphins they have two first-round draft picks. When you think of how many first-round draft picks that is, that's like that's 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 a huge percentage. Six out of thirty-two. That's a lot of draft picks for teams that really don't have a lot because they traded away. Everything. So I mean, you're one of these teams, man. Like maybe, maybe if you're one of these uh, higher-ranking teams, you're like, man, like I can't believe that this guy gave up this guy, or this guy gave up that guy, or whatever. And it's like, well, you're gonna. I, I, I'm, I'm very, very fascinated with this draft. 
with this draft class. So, just saying. I think it's going to be one of the more interesting draft picks. Not draft picks, but drafts that we've seen in the last couple of years. And it's not just because guys are going to be going on freaking the boat. <laughs> They're going to be going to a stage on the uh, on the center of a Las Vegas fountain and getting the draft selection and all that good stuff. Thomas Davis Sr. is there. Former Carolina Panther, current Charger with a head coach, Ron Rivera, who, who was a former Carolina Panther, current Washington head coach. Let me see about the NFL draft in Vegas. So I'm looking at the sage. It's going to be at like one of those casino things and it's going to, and there's going to be a dock and it's going to sail out or whatever on the dock or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, The draft is going to be late April, April 23rd. Through the 25th. Mm, Long, long, long way to go. But where are the fans supposed to sit? So it's pretty much just going to be right by a street. Okay. That's going to be so weird. Wow. Patrick Queen, LSU, four five six forty. Let's see him run. He's kind of setting himself up. Here we go. Bang. Remember, he's only six feet tall. Four five one improved on his time just a little bit. Looks like he kind of came up a little bit. He ran a 4-5-1, so he ran faster. He ran a 4-5-6 originally, but he ran a 4-5-1. But he also he also pulled a hammy, it looks like. So now Isaiah Simmons. Like, he's saying, you know what, it kind of sucks that, like, this is kind of, you know, that this is happening, but this is the reason why I didn't run a second 40. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do my 40, I'm going to run my 4-3-9, and I'm going to be out. Second run through for Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen, first round projected guys, and both of them pulled their hammies. What? What? Yeah, they started it way too quickly. I was like, they had one guy run a a, a four, uh, not a four, a, a six zero one forty. I'm like, what? What's his name? Chappelle Russell. He ran a a four seven zero forty. Bang. Yeah, they started almost two seconds before he took off. Four seven one for Chappelle Russell.
So they're going to show the the three fastest guys. Pretty much almost all of them are first-round projected guys. Kenneth Murray, Isaiah Simmons, and Patrick Queen. LSU for Patrick. Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma. And uh, Isaiah Simmons, Clemson. Jesus Christ, those are some fast linebackers. All right. All right. Four three nine for a linebacker. Jesus Christ. All right, I'm going to... Do I have anyone else that I got? I got Logan Wilson. He's my final guy. I got some other guys that they're showing. I'm going to fast forward through some of the 40s here. All right, kind of getting to one of the final guys that I got here. I don't really have that many linebackers, I'm not going to lie to you. Wait, wait, where's Logan Wilson? Oh, they skipped him. <laughs> like they skipped his 40. All right, they skipped it? I think so. Yeah, they just went to Devin Woodward. So I guess Logan Wilson. I don't even have his 40. So there you go. They're talking about Isaiah Simmons is four three nine forty. So it looks like Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen are both done for the day. So that's that kind of sucks. <laughs> Is that Lin? Oh my God! Don't tell me that's him. Starius Leonard with Willie McGinnis. Jesus Christ, man! Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the league. Uh, if you're wondering who he is, probably because you're, you're you know, like you don't watch a lot of Colt football. Uh, he's one of the, he, I mean, listen, he, when Leighton Vanderus had his rookie year in 2018, it was like, he was pretty much the best football player in the league at his position, Leighton Vanderus. Then Leighton Vanderus and the Dallas Cowboys played up against the Colts. And that was quickly determined that it wasn't Leighton. It was Darius Leonard, who was the best linebacker in the league. One of the best football players at his respective position, probably the best at his respective position. And he is 
continue that trend going into year two. And uh, he is now a third year, a three year player. And he's, I mean, he's still killing people, man. <laughs> he's, I'm like, I'm so thankful I don't have to play up against that maniac. And they called him the maniac in Indianapolis. I'm like, thank God we don't have to play up against that guy. Oh my God. So I'm just going to fast forward through them kind of going over and talking about some stuff here and there. I kind of want to see some of these linebacker drills. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how much hitting they'll do. If they're not going to do a whole lot of hitting, if it's just going to be like, you know, just dropping back into coverage and catching footballs. I'm like, I get it. That's a part of, that's a part of it. It's not like the entirety of it. It's like, come on guys, like give, give them some bags to hit, give them, Oh, give them something. Like, have them chase after something. Like, they're come on, they're linebackers. Don't just have them. You know, I'm not saying that you get them in full full contact, but you know, give them something to chase after. You know, wide receivers they catch footballs. Quarterbacks they throw footballs. You know, running backs they run through the holes. It's like you can test them on some of this stuff. I get it. They're not in gear, but it's get get them something. Get them going. You know. So they are doing the drills where it's pretty much the linebacker is supposed to follow the quarterback's eyes and he's supposed to he's supposed to drift essentially not drift but like drop back, move laterally, catch the football when it comes to them, stuff like that. Like I'm I'm not really that concerned with this drill overall because it's a drill that it's like it's it's not that big of a deal. It's it's like it's a drill that it's like not like like how many guys are gonna be freaking getting interceptions? Like they're linebackers. They're like, can we have drills that go with the position? That's a great job by Sean Bradley. The ball was way too high for him to catch, anyways. But Sean, I gotta write down Sean Bradley. Do I have him? He's done a good job so far. He's a fast guy, but I forgot what his forties were. But um, Sean Bradley had a really really nice forty time and. I liked what he's what I, uh, what I saw from him in this drill, so I'm going to write down his name. This guy Nick Coe, uh, he's doing it right. He's not wearing any damn gloves. He's like, I'm a damn tackler. I tackle. What's his name? Carter Colin. Uh, Good job by him. Nice lateral movement. Catch it. Dropped it. That's why you're a linebacker. <laughs> like catch it. Dropped it. Hit him in his hands. Davidson gave him a good football. Like, that's why you're not your linebacker. Nice lateral movement. Nice job by Michael Divinity Jr. Good job by him. Kale Garrett, bang. Nice lateral movement by him. Getting low. Good job by him. Great job by him. I really, really liked him in this exercise. Willie Gay Jr., one of the guys that I wrote, bang. He's moving, moving and grooving. Good job by him. Going backwards. Getting his I like how I like how his feet are moving. Catches the football, goes down. I, I like that. Got his name already written down. Run a four, four, six, forty. I like I like that a lot. Like what I saw from Willie Willie Gay Jr. Hey. <clears throat> Malik Harrison. Hey. You know, it's interesting 
defensive linemen, you couldn't really see them moving offensive linemen and whoever else was doing drills that were similar to this. You didn't really see kind of the heights of their ability to move laterally. And now you're kind of starting to see that with some of the linebackers where they're able to really, really shift their body weight and move, move laterally and, and pretty much play the position. This is a drill that even though they're at the end of the drill, they're doing something stupid like catching a football, which makes makes it feel like they, they just added that in there because it's like, well, you know, we can't just have them just, you know, play their position. We also have to have something stupid like them catching a football. But you're starting to see a lot of these guys show, hey, this is how you move laterally. This is how this is how essentially this is how I would play linebacker, essentially. How I would if I if we were playing a zone, for example, how I would follow, or if I would, more specifically was the quarterback sh- uh, spy, I would shift right or left depending on if he rolled to his right or rolled to his left, and more importantly, I would follow the quarterback's eyes. If he was looking down the field, then maybe I would dr- kind of drop back to where he was looking at or whatever. Good job by some of these linebackers. Dante Olson, he's there. Bang, bang. Dang, good job by him. Nice feet, nice feet. Shuffles backwards, nice feet by him. Good job by Dante Olsen. 179 tackles, 11 tackles for a loss, 3.5 tackles. Good job by him. Jacob Phillips is up next. Some of these guys are quick. Some of these guys are fast. Some of these guys can change direction. Some of these guys, they have these wide strides. Like I was watching Dante Dante uh, Olsen. Very, very wide stride. And he could kind of, he could change direction. Maybe not very, very fast, but fast enough where it's like he kept his feet and he changed around and he was good at dropping back. I liked what I saw from Dante Olsen. Good job by him. Shaquille Quarterman, good job by him. Great job going through the through the uh through the drill. All right. Hmm. Anyways, they're showing Isaiah Simmons versus cornerback Jalen Ramsey and safety Duran Jones. Jalen Ramsey ran a four four one. Duran James Duran Jones Duran James ran a four four seven. Excuse me. Jesus Christ! Now he's going up against running backs Saquon, Zeke, and Kamara, all faster than all faster than all of them. Barkley four four zero, Zeke four four seven, Kamara four five six. Remember, Simmons ran a four three nine. Man, he's going up against quarterbacks. Oh my God, quarterback! He he was going up against Russell Wilson, McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas. Four four eight for uh, McCaffrey, four five five for Wilson, four five seven. For Thomas, Jesus Christ, man. Oh my God. He's not. He's not doing anything. He's like, I just ran a four three nine. I'm not doing anything else. Goodness gracious. There we go. Now they're doing kind of lateral drills. Where they're supposed to go over the bags and hit the bags. There you go. Kale Garrett. Thank you very much for the NFL Network for making me miss a lot of the guys that were coming up. I missed all the B's, C's. I'm not Willie Gay Jr. 
Great drill by him. Great job by Willie Gay Jr. D. John Harris hit the bags, did everything. Stumbled a little bit, but overall, good job by him. Malik Harrison, good job, great job, great job. Hits the bags, good job by him. Who else do I have besides Willie Gay, Kenneth Murray? Oh, yeah, he's he's done. So is Patrick Queen. I got Dante Olsen. <clears throat> I think he's going to come up. Maybe not soon. Trying to watch some of these Alabama guys. I can't say his first name, but Jennings, he's a linebacker out of Alabama. He was selected to the first team all SEC. I don't know. I don't know. I saw him a little bit. Didn't see a lot of him. Who's this guy? Terrell Lewis. Second team all SEC. Also from Alabama. Great job on these drills, man. Here comes Dante Olsen. He kind of looks like J.J. Watt in his sense of his size. Damn, that's a big dude. He did he he the he did the drill perfectly. Good lateral movement. Great job by him. Listen, if I'm Dallas, if I'm any team, I'm like, we should go ahead and select this guy, Dante Olsen. What's his, what's his numbers? Before I say that, I'm like, before I say, maybe we should select this guy. I'm like, have I looked at his actual numbers? Let's let's just check out this, this his numbers here. I say anything about his numbers, I'm like, let's let's you know, let's fact check some of this stuff. You know? Oh, he had 28 tackles, uh, 12 solo, two, uh, 16 assists, zero sacks, zero forced fumbles, one fumble recovered. That's not very good. He should have a lot more production than that. And really, that was his best year. He has no, he has nothing after that. He has no, he has no numbers that say to me that he should be, a, he's probably a late round, uh, a, yeah, a late round draft pick, late round. Because that was, let me look at some of his tape here. Like, Patrick Queen should be coming up really, really, uh, no, no, no. Oh my God, I keep forgetting that they're not, they're not going to be, they're not going to be doing anything because they're hurt. Let me mute you so I can look at his his uh his um his tackles here or his highlights here. So this is 2018. Oh, okay. Is that seriously his numbers from 2018? Okay, so on ESPN his numbers are just terrible. His numbers are incorrect. He had 151 total tackles in 2018, 57 solo, 94 assisted, tackles for losses, 11, six sacks, two interceptions. Never the fuck mind what I just said about him having 28 total uh, tackles. I don't know what's going on with ESPN. Intercepts a quarterback. What's the song going on? Do they have like? I'll play. I'll play it. I'll play it. Baby. Okay, never mind. They're not. Hold on. 
They're not playing any more of the actual, like, play-by-play, so I'll mute it again. I apologize for that. Right, you can use Dante Olsen as a pass rusher, as a coverage guy. I mean, he's 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 getting in the backfield, and when he gets into the backfield, he looks he looks like Leighton a little bit. He looks a lot like Leighton because he drops back into coverage and he gets picks, but he also stops guys in the backfield. He like by stop guys in the backfield, I don't mean he makes initial contact. I mean, he finishes off the contact. He sa- he sacks guys. He tackles guys. He gets after the running back. He drops back and he plays in pass protection. I really, really like Dalton Olson, uh, Dante Olson. I'm starring him. I'm putting a star on Dante Olson. I get he he played I think at Wisconsin, so he didn't play against uh, a lot of great talent. But still, man, I oh, he's everywhere, man. <laughs> He is ever. I'm starring Dante Olson. Did he ser- hold on? I, I gotta figure this out. How did he have 28? How? Why does ESPN tell me he only had 28 tackles last year? And in t- and and the year before that, he apparently only had six, according to ESPN. And it's like I go on, I go on Grizz TV, and he has over a hundred. He has like 151. Like we need tackling, especially at the linebacker position. I. I would not mind it if he was a third rounder or a second rounder. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm, mm, mm. Let me look at Dante Olson. So this is on, I think, his college's website. So this is his numbers. Class redshirt senior. What are his numbers? Oh, God. What were his numbers? Tell me his numbers. They're... Okay, hold on. Let me pause the, the combine. What were his numbers? Here, so they're, they gave me his bio. Tell me his numbers. Just going to let the, uh... okay, here we go. What? Oh, well, oh, okay, okay, okay. It was like 156. That doesn't make any sense. How can you tell me he had 100, like, I, I keep going to, like, eight different play I I'm on his his college's website and I'm looking at his numbers right now and they're telling me that he has 156 total sacks but he was hold on let me let me when did I when did I find this when did I find this out let me just copy this URL this bitch is confusing me I'm like was that released this year there's no way no this was released last year or two years ago in 2018 that he apparently got 200 and not 200 156 
156 freaking uh, tackles. I don't know where I said he was from, but he's from Montana. Not from Montana, but his school is located in Montana. So, I can't figure out his numbers. His numbers, depending on which website, I'll go to like one more, but I'll play the combine in the background. But I can't, I can't tell you what his numbers are because his numbers are all over the place. When it comes, is this this year? Hold on, pause. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was reading it wrong. Oh, okay. His numbers are great in 2019. I was like, I was like, what are his numbers, man? Excuse me. He has 179 total tackles in 2019. He has 151 in 2018. And uh yeah. He has he has 14 games played 2019. He has uh, one forced one forced fumble or two forced fumbles, four passes defensed against and one interception and uh and this is all last year. He had 103 assisted tackles, 76 solo tackles. Great job by him. He has 11 tackles for losses. He has 397 total tackles, 241 assists, 156 solo tackles. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, I think he's like a third round, fourth round guy. I don't know exactly what drill they're they're running. I don't know what they're doing. They're supposed to be going. I I, I don't know what they're doing right now. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know what the, like it's like. I'm like, how does that have anything to do with being a linebacker? Like they're supposed to shift left or shift right and then turn one way, and then a quarterback is going to throw them the football, and that's that's the drill. I'm like, I'm like, in what way does that have to do with being a linebacker? I don't, I don't understand it. All right. And Faree Jennings, by the way, if you're wondering, got uh, nominated to first team. He had one, 194 tackles, a little bit less than Dante Olson. Bang, bang. Terrell Lewis. They're not showing him. They're talking about the GM for the Colts. Now here comes Dante Olson. Great lateral movement by him. Catches the football. There you go. Jacob Phillips. Bang. A job by Jacob Phillips, 218 tackles, 13.5 tackles for a loss, one INT in his entire career. Mm. Mm. 
I don't get this fucking drill at all. I'm going to fast forward. I'm like, if they're not hitting, if they're not dropping back, if they're not doing anything, I don't, I don't get this drill. It's like out of all the things that you like, it's like out of all the things, man, out all the things, like I may not be an NFL fucking GM, but I'm like, how much of this actually has to do with football? Like I get the lateral movements and stuff like that, but I'm like, I don't get this. I don't get them freaking moving laterally and catching a football. So this is one of the defensive line, uh, one of the defensive line tests that they got. All right. where they pretty much snap the ball and they're supposed to go over the guys. and they're, It's essentially a pass rushing uh, drill that they have linebackers doing. Sean Bradley did an okay job noticing, by the way, that the linebackers have a lot more pa- have a lot less power than some of the guys. And some of the guys, I'm not going to lie to you, they don't, they don't know how to rush. Like Sean Bradley, I was like, I just saw him try that, and I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Michael Divinity Jr., good job by him. Excuse me. Kale Garrett. Willie Gay Jr., bang, guy out of Mississippi State. Mm. Good job by him. Some of these guys, they're kind of like tapping. They're tapping the back, like just tap, like patty cake, patty cake, like tap. They're not really punching it. Like, get it out there. Like, you got to punch it. You got to hit it. Bang. There you go. Bang. Nice job, Hudson. You got to hit it sometimes. Jennings, he's just tapping it. Bang. He's slapping it. Kamara from Kentucky. I don't know what am I watching right now. They got they got the Colts GM in the booth, and I'm they're they're having a joke. This is serious. We're evaluating prospects here. Billions of dollars at stake. Super Bowls at stake. Like I'm trying to. Are they running a forty at the Stonehenge? Yes. If you're gonna run a forty. I don't know where Stonehenge is, but it's pouring rain outside. You got to take the umbrella off. Oh, God, he isn't. Oh, my God. (laughs) Steve Mariucci was running a 40 at Stonehenge, and he was weaving away from, he was weaving in and out of people. I'm like, if you're going to run a 40 at Stonehenge, you got to freaking. You, you, you got you got to run it fast, and you got to. He, he had an umbrella. I'm like, you got to take off the umbrella. You gotta you got to run in that rain. Got to run in the rain. Doesn't matter how wet you get. Got to run in the rain. All right, this is a DB drill that's coming up next, where they're pretty much just gonna have the guy drop all the way back in a coverage. Bang, bang, go back, go back, bang, catches the football. There you go. This is some linebacker stuff. Go. Bang. 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 All right. Uh, 
It's that same. It's it's a it's an interesting drill, you know. Like I don't I don't know if this is a drill that they should be using. It's you know it's okay I guess. Sean Bradley, he's had a really really nice combine so far. He's done, he's done the forty. He had a good time at the forty. He's, you know, he's he's done a really really nice job in a lot of the drills that I've seen in the last three hours. <laughs> I'm like in the last three hours. I'm like, he had a pretty good. He did a he did he did a pretty good job. I was I was very very happy with what I saw from him uh, at these drills on the uh, on the combine. Pretty pretty good day so far. Uh, I think it's almost going to be over with. It cannot come sooner. Come sooner. It's 11:46 right now where I am, and I have to pee very very badly. Carter Colon, I think he's supposed to come on. There you go. Or somebody else. Yep, there he is. There you go. Michael Divinity Jr., he's also another guy that's had... He he is so fast as a linebacker, and he like I I don't let me look up his numbers. <laughs> like let me let me look up his numbers because what I what I just saw from him was he just did a he played the position perfectly. Like he he the whole point of the drill is to move laterally and all that good stuff. Move laterally, find the ball, catch the ball. But he was. He was moving from one side of the football field very, very well, and he was tracking down the football. And you know, even though he caught it, I was like, "It doesn't matter that much." What, what was his name? Michael Divinity Jr. I was like, I liked what I saw. Or his numbers in college? They'll probably have his his numbers because he played for LSU. No, they don't. There's no fucking way he has 22 tackles there's no way he has 22 tackles he has 22 tackles not solos or assists 20 22 tackles there's no way he has 22 tackles there's no way he would be invited okay divinity jr how does he have 22 tackles he did not play in five games. <sighs> Let me look up his numbers. He only apparently he only has a hundred and five total tackles. I'm on Sports Reference. I love Sports Reference and I love ESPN, but it's like, dude, like. How does he have so little numbers? I don't I don't get it. On like two legitimate sites, he like I can't I can't see his numbers. Let me check out his numbers on the actual website. Page is loading because it's a very very slow page. Still loading, by the way. It's not my internet. It's this web page. It sucks. They don't have his numbers. 
Like they don't have his numbers. The the webpage loaded. What about for 2018? Do you have his numbers from 2018? Jesus Christ, man. You look up some of these guys, look up their numbers, and it's like, does does anybody have their numbers? Does anybody have their numbers? By the way, the new Dallas Cowboy uh, linebackers coach, he's going to be leading the drills in this next, uh, he's going to be leading the teams, the guys in these next drills. He has seven tackles last year. What about, he has 54 in 2019, or in 2018, excuse me. What about last year? He has no numbers. Great. Not going to put him on my board. I can't, I don't know his numbers. I can't tell you his numbers. Oh my God. Here we go. Hmm. So now they're just dropping back into coverage and catching footballs, essentially. That's, that's the next couple of drills. I, I, I get it. It's a part of being a linebacker. It's a part of doing what you're doing. I'm going to fast forward through it. Are they going to hit something? Are they going to hit something? Are they going to hit something? I get it. It's not just hitting things and things of that nature. By the way, I just saw Dante Olsen. He had a pretty good one. Yep, there he goes. Yeah, I really, really like Dante Olsen. Really, really like some of the guys that I saw. I love <laughs> I love that Isaiah Simmons just runs a 4-3-9, and he's like, I'm not doing anything else. It's like, check my numbers. Not doing any, not doing anything else. Just gonna make sure they don't do anything else. Let me see it. Are they gonna do anything else? I think they're done for the day potentially. Not sure. Oh yeah, they did. They're now doing uh, NFL Total Access, which is kind of like the post game show and whatever. No, no, they didn't. They they went to NFL Total Access and now they're back at the combine. Please tell me that they're going to do something. Are they seriously? Yeah. So, they just caught a bunch of footballs, and that was the end of the draft. Fantastic. The end of the combine. So, looks like I am not going to finish around midnight. I am only going to finish around 11.52 at night. Beautiful. So, um, I'll kind of finish this up. I'm like, why, why not finish it up? Why not? You know. Anyways. So, um, very, very great. Katie Nolan has a show? Always late with Katie Nolan. I didn't even know she had a show. Is she with The Bachelor? Yeah, she is. Okay. With that new Bachelor. I don't I don't know his fucking name. I don't know any of the Bachelors. But I know his face. Because he's been all over the internet. Because everybody's like, oh my god, he's like the worst Bachelor ever. Anyways. Um, I'm going to meet my TV and talk about some of the guys that I saw here today. And kind of wrap up. The last couple of days because I'm like, I've been so tired for the past couple of days that I'm like, all right, uh, I'm just going to uh, 
just go to sleep now because I'm I'm really really tired and I don't want to stay up anymore and I just kind of want to go to sleep. Okay, anyways, it's kind of let's talk about the NFL draft or the combine here. So let me also get my journal here. Let me move my microphone so that way it's better. Hold on, wait. There we go. So uh, we got a lot of great football players in the combine. A lot of great guys. A lot of guys that tested today I really, really liked, especially from the defensive line. I would not shut about them, especially the specifically the defensive tackle. Did I put Rashard? Yeah, I said Rashad Lawrence. His, name, his actual name is Rashard Lawrence. Uh, also, some other guys as well. Ross Blacklock, Derek Brown, Josiah Coatney, uh, Leaky Fotu. Neville Gallimore, I think some. I think a team could potentially reach for him in the first round. Um, right now, apparently, people are thinking he's a second rounder. I don't see it. I don't get it. Some of these guys, like I remember yesterday, a lot of people were talking about how Jalen Hurts had really helped himself out by what he did in the in the combine. I'm like, so I guess you didn't see the years that he played in Alabama and at Oklahoma and what he did. Uh, for those two teams, respectively, moved to do di- moved uh, and played in two different cultures, moved and played for two different head coaches with two different philosophies when it comes to the offense, and he just he did a really really nice job with those guys, improved his game, and I, I guess people they're just like eh we're just yeah we, he's he's a third rounder yeah that makes a lot of sense he went to and won a championship a national championship, and almost took Oklahoma back to the championship if their defense wasn't so terrible, so. Um, he's there. He helped himself out. I could go on and on and on and on and on about the wide receivers. They helped themselves out. Uh, also Cam Akers. He was kind of, he was literally the only guy. Some of the other guys that I saw, they're kind of obvious, like, uh, Swift and the other guy, Hilaire. I think that's what his name is. It's French, I think. Um, but I didn't really see a lot of uh, stuff out of the running backs that much. That was like, oh, okay. That, that made me pop. That made me be like, oh, that, that was great. Probably because of the drills, probably because I was so wasted because of the uh, offensive line uh, horrendousness. What else did I see? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, the tight end that I also wouldn't talk about, that I also would not shut up about. What's his face? What's his face? I think his name is Albert Keane. I kept on saying Dalton Keane. I don't know why I kept on calling him Albert Keane. Is it Albert Keane or is it Dalton Keane? Which one is it? Hold on. Is it Dalton Keane or is it Albert Keane? It's it's Dalton Keane. It's Dalton Keane. All right. (laughs) So Dalton Keane, I saw he had a really, really nice combine. He was catching everything. Uh, He had a lot of bad footballs, but he was catching them. Also, um, we we just went over some... Well, I didn't go over the linebackers that much. I kind of went over the defensive linemen. Uh, we got a lot of defensive linemen, specifically defensive tackles in this draft. I really, really like... I'll kind of save the wide receivers for later, um, probably later on in the week, and I'll kind of have a wrap-up podcast talking about all the draft, pros, draft prospects and things of that nature. Um, the linebackers, I got Sean Bradley, Willie Gay Jr., Kenneth Murray, Dante Olson, Patrick Queen, obviously Isaiah Simmons, Logan Wilson, Sean Bradley, 
they all had really, really nice combines. I really, really liked what I saw from uh, part of the linebacking group. But listen, there's a lot of guys that you're going to see in the next couple of weeks get a lot of notoriety. Their draft stock is going to rise because people are going to go to their pro days and see them at their pro days and all of that good stuff. And um, people are going to get better. They're, they're going to get better and better when it comes to the draft prospects. And I think that some of the guys that, you're, that you've seen or that I've seen and some of the guys that I just listed off, their draft stock is going to rise and they're going to be really, really suited or really, really, what's the, what's the word? Courted? Valued. I don't know what the fuck the, the word is, but you know what I mean. They're going to be valued, and their value is going to go up and up and up and up and up and up until in the next couple of weeks you're going to see, obviously, uh, some of these guys get drafted a little bit higher than what they were in, uh, originally excuse me, projected to be. Uh, did I say hired? I meant to say drafted. Excuse me. But you're going to see them drafted a little, a little bit higher than, the, than what they were projected to be drafted at. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now uh, the end of the podcast. I am very, very tired. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not tired enough to not miss a uh, another podcast tomorrow. I think I'll have two out tomorrow, potentially. I think so, depending on the way that the day is going to go. Um, but you can find 24's podcast if you like 24's podcast. If you want to subscribe to the podcast at Spot Plus Music. At Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast. You can find 24's podcast. Uh, tomorrow, DBs. That includes free safeties and cornerbacks, obviously. Maybe not free safeties, but safeties and cornerbacks, obviously. And um, I think that's going to be the end of the combine. So far, pretty good combine. Uh, we've got to see everything that we needed to see. I'm very, very excited for the NFL draft. I think it's going to be a really, really nice one. I think it's going to be one of the better ones in the last couple of years, really in the last four to five years, if I'm honest with you. Can't wait for that. Late April, cannot wait for uh, for free agency to happen in the next couple of weeks. A lot of good and important stuff to talk about with football. Also, XFL stuff tomorrow and in the coming weeks. Also, NBA stuff after the All-Star break. March Madness, I will not be watching any of that except for the uh, the Final Four, probably. And uh, the NBA playoffs are going to start off in April. So a lot of stuff is going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you stick around. But if you do, if, if you do, if you don't, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. I know it's been a long one. Ladies and gentlemen, until my next podcast. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. My mute button doesn't work.